So you like you don't think geese are arrogant? Now that I'm thinking about it, it kind of makes sense. I just never thought about it. Get that it, like, thing right in front of your face. Mike. Oh, that's, that's what she said. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, geese, uh, geese might be the most arrogant birds on the face of the planet. Like, think about this, right? Mm-hmm. Like <sighs> geese are like, okay, so you know, do you know why you can't shoot a goose? No. So back in like the 50s, right, mm-hmm. you used to be able to just go outside. You hear the motherfuckers like, ah, 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 you know, like car alarms going off. You can just shoot those fuckers out of the sky. Right. It got to a point where they almost shot all the geese out of the sky. So then they became a protected animal. And I think they know that. <laughs> Dude, I've had I've had geese straight up fly in front of my car while I was driving. Yeah. It's like they know they're not on the menu. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right, like, right. Deers fucking know they're on the menu. <laughs> yeah. Deers don't wait. They don't ask questions. Yeah. If you spook them, they gone. Fuck it. <laughs> geese aren't like that. Geek, bro. Geese will be on your porch yeah. shitting. You open the door and like, what are you gonna do? Right. They don't. I never thought about that. That makes a lot of sense, dude. Like, and it's just one of those things that's agreed upon, right? So, like, right. I don't think that you should like abuse animals, hmm. right? But by that same token, if I saw someone bitch slapping a goose, my first thought isn't going to be, oh, my God, that guy's bitch slapping a goose. It's going to be like, that goose probably had it coming for years. He probably just met the wrong one. I might roll my window down. You need some help? You sure? Facts. Facts. (laughs) But what doesn't help, too, is like. <laughs> goose meat is disgusting. Like goose tastes You've fucking had goose meat. Of course. Well, you is that like because like you're from like are you does uh, Kansas consider the country? Kansas? Oh. Kansas is a state, bro. You know what I'm saying? Is it considered the country? Like uh, fuck yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm assuming because you were in Kansas, like mm-hmm. maybe that's like a thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to work at this warehouse gig, and my boss used to like they used to hunt like fowls and shit. Yeah. So they'd go like shoot pheasant, and then he'd come to work the next day, like, "Hey, brother, you want some?" I'm like, "Shit, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had coon? Uh, raccoon? Yeah. No. Cause I like I found out that was a thing in Alabama when I was living in Alabama. I found that like people really eat, and it looks disgusting, mm-hmm. but like people really eat that. Dude, I, that kind of breaks my rule. I have rules when it comes to eating stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, one of my rules is, if it was ugly while it was alive, I don't want to eat it. <laughs> That's just a strong, like, octopus. They're That's ugly real. as fuck. And yeah. on top of that, they're super smart. I always feel weird about eating intelligence, right? Uh-huh. Like, that's why we don't eat horses or dogs or any of them. Because right. they're like, okay, y'all fuck with us. Yeah, yeah. I remember one time, no, just this last Christmas, we went down to Florida to my uh, fiance's parents, right? Mm-hmm. And I woke up one night and I seen like a family of raccoons going through the trash, like five of them. Right. Mm-hmm. And I like open the window and this is on some like, you know, Jeff Corwin shit. Like, oh, my God, I feel like <laughs> someone should be narrating. And I guess the mom raccoon like stood up and looked at me, looking at her, looking at me. <laughs> and it was this weird moment where I'm like, this bitch knows I'm looking at her. <laughs> and it was one of it was one, <laughs> One of my friends said he doesn't trust raccoons because they have thumbs, so in theory they could wield a gun. And in that moment, I was like, if it came down to it, if this glass wasn't here, I'd have to fucking fight you, (laughs) (laughs) Flame. 
how we would have to like it would be a real tussle like <laughs> it was the weirdest shit that i've never i've never experienced that with any animal before i'm like this window wasn't here you're not a tiger but we might have to fucking yeah, go absolutely like if it really came down to it and i feel kind of pit, um, i feel at a disadvantage because you got your friends here right. so like y'all gonna be respectful y'all just gonna fucking jump me you know what i'm saying <laughs> so then so then have you ever eaten shrimp um because shrimp to me are ugly as fuck they are i don't fuck with shrimp i don't fuck with lobsters i don't fuck with clams most okay. if it ain't a fish i don't bang with it okay that's real yeah that makes a lot of sense though, because I'm trying to think of like a a non fish yeah. that's like in the seafood category that looks appetizing. Like they all look, they all look like they like want smoke. Like a lobster, like looks like, like if I didn't have these these rubber bands on my on my hands, like yeah, like I would pinch you. And it's like, well, fuck you then. Well, here's <laughs> the thing, I always used to make me feel bad for like. Uh, I also my, one of my rules is I don't eat predators. Like if someone offered me like I've had I tried alligator once, but I felt so bad. Right. Mm -hmm. Because like as a predator, you just you either eat or you die. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I feel like we on the same tip and it's kind of disrespectful. On top of that, then I saw alligator like two weeks later and I'm like, did I eat this man's cousin? (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I feel the opposite with that, though. Like when it comes to. If it came to like a predator, it would depend on where they are in the food chain. Mm-hmm. Like I would eat a tiger in a second just because it's like it's like a power thing. It's like, yeah, you thought you were gonna get me, but I got you. Damn, this tastes fucking delicious. But there's only like thirty tigers left in the world, so people are really gonna be mad at you then. Damn, can you but you know what's crazy? I've heard that mountain lion's delicious. Really? Yeah. Like, but not tiger, but because like tigers look like juicy. Like mountain lions look. Well, you all. So here's the thing about eating predators too. So like, when you eat like steak or something like that. Mm-hmm. So take for instance. Um, I listen to NPR, so I'm better than anyone else. So I like to say things like grass-fed beef. <laughs> so when you eat like a good piece of like grass-fed beef mm-hmm. or like some like all-natural chicken or some shit like that, mm-hmm. and like the meat tastes sweet, right? Well, that's because like the deer or the cow or whatever was eating like oats and grapes and wheat and fruits and vegetables and shit. So the meat tastes pretty good. But with like uh, predators, they just eat other things. So their meat kind of absorbs that flavor. So yeah, just yeah. now it just tastes like other dead stuff. Gotcha. Like there are people who hunt bears. Yeah. Actually, I had a guidance counselor who used to hunt bears. Mm-hmm. And she should tell me about it. And she's like, yo, if you, if you hunt a bear, you can't fuck around. Because bears' noses are so good. Like their sense of smell is so ridiculous that they actually use it to tell time. So a bear can smell like. I think they have a radius of like five miles. Like a grizzly bear mm-hmm. can smell for five miles, and judging off sense, he can go. That guy, that guy farted twenty minutes ago, and now he's over there. <laughs> right? It's insane. She's like, with them, if you lose track of them, mm-hmm. leave because they're hunting you. Fair. Like bears will, bro. They'll bait you, then they'll backtrack you, and then like now you Leonardo DiCaprio on the Revenant. <laughs> That's another loss. <laughs> you ain't winning that one. Right, right, right. Yeah, but they say that um I think it's uh inland bears eat mostly berries. They say that their mm. meat tastes really good because all they eat is berries. Mm. Once again, I don't kill predators, so I would feel bad about yeah. that one. I can see that. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, something that that doesn't eat like like I would feel bad eat like killing a chicken. Like, I can't kill him. I can't kill meat by myself. But I would feel bad like killing a chicken or like a deer or something like that because it's like you know you don't really be killing nobody else like you don't deserve this yeah i wouldn't feel bad about the deer though 
Those motherfuckers be running out in traffic. See, I don't. I've hit a deer before. <laughs> so if I if I killed a deer, I really wouldn't feel bad just because I still have PTSD mm-hmm. about that deer that I hit because it came out of fucking nowhere. Did like and, did you kill it? Yeah. You know what's crazy? Like I like what blows me is like some deer get hit by like semis and they're like, oh my god, what was that? And they just yeah. take off again. I'm like, what the fuck? At least die. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, it, it, I hit I hit like the the I hit it in the ass, uh-huh. and so. <laughs> 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 so it's like, like like you clipped it or yeah, like I clipped oh, it so I'm, I'm thinking that you know it was I'm thinking that like it would it would survive that because I mean I hit it pretty hard I was going like 55 in an hour yeah but I'm thinking that it would survive because I didn't hit it straight on mm-hmm. so like it it went like one two and then it just fell out <laughs> and it didn't get back <laughs> and I was like fuck <laughs> oh yeah that's the that's the weird part about like um are you a vegan Hell no. See, that's the thing. So the weirdest part of like like factory farming and things of that nature, and I kind of understand where a lot of vegans are coming from when they're mm. like, oh, man, it's kind of fucked up. Because it is. Because it used to be like if you wanted chicken, you had to go out and kill it yourself. Yeah. So uh, for the large majority of the population, we've been removed from sort of that agricultural side and like sort of the grittiness of it. Like if you're eating a chicken nugget, a chicken died. Right. And we're so used to not seeing that that when you finally do, it's like, oh, my God, what have we done? I need to breathe and talk to my therapist. <laughs> you know, it's it's fucking shocking. But that's literally how it's been done forever. Yeah. No, so like I just and I felt bad, right? Mm-hmm. So I had I went to DC mm-hmm. this last weekend. The weekend before last. Mm-hmm. And um I went to the spot called Founders Farmer or Farmers Founders, whatever it's called. But I ordered the spicy chicken. Now granted it's white people making this chicken. It's fried chicken. <laughs> so I was I didn't have like high expectations. Okay, you was taking a chance. Yeah, yeah. He was living on the edge. But see, I, the place came recommended by like two or three different people. So I'm like, okay. And I really only came there for dessert. But I'm like, I'm hungry. Let me get real food. Give it a shot. Yeah. So I got the fried chicken. And I hope people don't take my black card away from this. It was the best fucking fried chicken I've ever had in my life. But this is the reason why, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't that the breading was that good. Like, the breading, I've had better breading. Yeah. What was good was how fresh the chicken tasted. Like, the chicken tasted, like, you could tell that chicken had a very privileged life. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> it's like, it's like, that kind of makes sense, though, because it's white chicken. You had yourself an upper middle class <laughs> yes. chicken. Like, it, it was just so pure and oh fresh, man. God. It's like you just died like today. Like that oh, shit was delicious, fuck. man. Delicious. Jesus. See, are you from DC? I'm from Chicago. So you lived in Chicago your whole life? Um, up until seventeen. Damn. So you like you were born and raised in Chicago. Yeah. What part of Chicago are you from? South side. Okay. Uh I don't think I've ever talked to anyone from Chicago. On the podcast, at least. I don't think I have too many friends from Chicago that I talk to a lot. So I'm just going to be the Gentile and ask it. Is it really that fucked up over there? It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. The thing is, is that people people exaggerate. They only focus on the bad. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of good in Chicago. There's just like a lot of culture in Chicago. And that's the reason why I love Chicago. Yeah. Like, you know, like you got music that you never, you can't get anywhere else. You got food yeah. you can't get anywhere else. You got like just different there's like real culture in Chicago but yeah. the only part that like the the media focuses on is the negative like but it is bad though like there's certain areas as long as I've lived in Chicago I wouldn't even like the the area that I grew up in I'm not walking there at night anymore when I was younger 
it will be fine. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, like somebody tried to rob my grandfather like four oh. or five months ago. Granted, he's an ex cop, so he always has it on him. Oh, of course. Yeah, so he he tackled him. He had him gunpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, is this Jesus. A, was this a good decision? <laughs> but like, cause it, but it used to be like there was a code of ethics. Like, you don't fuck with like the older people. You don't fuck with the OGs. You don't fuck with kids. Yeah. This younger generation, they don't give a fuck. They At just all. yeah, they just do whatever. So it is bad. I'm not I'm not gonna flex like it's not bad. It is bad. But it's just not, it's not as bad as everybody makes it just because there's other stuff coming out of Chicago that you don't hear about. Mm. That's one thing I always thought was interesting, right? Because I remember, like, it was this weird phase where, like, it was right after Obama got elected mm-hmm. and everyone started focusing on Chicago and everyone was like, what if I told you there was crime on the south side of Chicago? <laughs> and, like, it's one of those things where it's like, well, yeah, now the news water wet. Right. But then, like... The thing I think is weird is like you have these news organizations that go in there and obviously there there are you know there are issues. Yeah. But they they just blow everything out of proportion. Yeah. I remember it got to a point where like the only time I would ever hear about Chicago like in my Google feed it would just be like three people died today or this yeah. many people died today and I'm like I know some cool shit happened in Chicago cuz I see white people going there all the time. Yeah, they taking pictures and on the river so it can't be that bad. Well they're also on the north side. So of like course. Chicago is is split. South side and west side, it's all niggas. Mm-hmm. North side, north side looks just like the south side. Interesting. The only difference is that it's white people that live in those houses versus black people. Mm. So like the the Wrigley Field, is it Wrigley Field? Whatever the Cubs play, the Cubs play on the north side. Mm-hmm. Sox play on the south side. But in general, like I don't know, you like like you don't you don't hear people talking about how like Michelle Obama is from Chicago. Yeah. Like, but that's like a, a real thing, though. Like, she yeah. really like. There's so there's just there's so many good people uh, and good things that have come out of Chicago that it wouldn't feel like Chicago was so violent or whatever if they talked about everything in yeah. totality versus just talking about the violence. Also, I think that like, I think as a society we have been conditioned to be like afraid of colored people. Mm. Like, you're. <laughs> All right, so perfect example, right? So I've noticed that, like, whenever a black kid will do something, right, they're always quick to treat, especially boys. Yeah. They're quick to treat them like grown fucking men. Like, he fucked up. He has to learn there are this law and there's order, right? But, like, perfect example is, like, these uh, these mass shootings, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever it's a white dude, they're always like, well, what was his emotional state? How Mm -hmm. is he feeling? Let's talk, like, why... Like, the one that got me was, like, Dylan Roof. Like, Dylan Roof wrote a manifesto about how he wanted to start a race war, went to a church and shot people, and then the next day on CNN, we found a manifesto where he says, I want to start a race war. Is this racist? And it's like, is this really what the fuck is going on right now? Is this racist? (laughs) Like, I don't know. It feels like there's always, like, this need of... We need to have, oh, man, we need to show what's going on in the hood. And the hood's always got to be scary. Yeah, and the real issue, I think, is, like, no one ever wants to deal with the um, the real systemic issues that cause those things, right? Right. Like, the people that are in gangs don't want to be in gangs. Like, they'll be the first motherfuckers to tell you, I hate this shit. Yeah. But, like, the reality is, like, when you're living in these communities, you really don't have too many options, right? Right. And if you've never been through those kind of neighborhoods or you've never seen it, like, if... 
For example, like if you grew up in like a gated community in Buckhead, mm-hmm. how could you ever know what it's like in like East Point? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, like right, right. all you would have is movies and shit, which is which is crazy yeah. because at the same time that they're afraid of like what it might mean to be black, mm-hmm. our culture is the like everyone picks up our slang. Absolutely. And what's even weirder is like I think it's so weird, like especially you hop on TikTok now, it's like these white kids who wanna like talking about spraying people and shit and it's like kevin you stay in santa barbara you ain't paying no rent you're not no and they're like man you don't know my struggle oh tell me about it brother did you only get 500 this month for, for allowance it's so fucking bizarre it's so bizarre it's so bizarre so no, bizarre, man. People, people are dumb, man. I, I think that, like, I think my experience in general changed between, because my parents moved me here my senior year in high school. Moved to Atlanta? Yeah. Ooh, so what, what made that move? I got into a lot of fights in Chicago. Like, a lot. but fighting was like a way of life. Like, when, yeah. I, when I was growing up, for the most part, you fought and you went about your day. You yeah. lost, you won, you went about your day. Nowadays, kids don't want to fight, they want to shoot. Can't do nothing about that. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, it was just fighting. And so my parents thought I was going to join the gang. Mm-hmm. It's like, we raised you in this Christian household, blah, yeah. blah, blah. What you got to understand is my parents worked all the time. <laughs> so even though, yeah, they raised me they, they raised me in this Christian household, mm-hmm. y'all weren't really raising me. The streets raising me. Not the streets, literally, but like my OGs, yeah. like the people I hung out with were in the streets. Mm-hmm. So it's like with what I was learning on a regular basis, like my cousins, my uncles, all of that. With street shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you did your best to keep me in like out of it. But again, it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was, I wasn't a bad kid. Like I got like A's and B's. Like I wasn't a bad kid. It was just that like fighting is, is like a way of life in Chicago. It's just how it goes. So they thought that I was going to join the gang. So they moved me out here. Nah. Yeah. Did you want to move or did you want to stay? I fucking hated it here. I still hate Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Atlanta. Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> okay. That's... What don't you like about Atlanta? Um, let's see. So it's when hot. I first, so when I first moved here, first of all, my parents put me back into a Christian school, so I had to wear a uniform. Where'd you go? Did you went. Uh, I went to G Triple A. Everyone went there, goddamn. That's what I'm saying. And this is my senior year in high school. Like you know, I'm I'm the man. Like I just started. I just earned a starting spot on the basketball team. I had a scholarship to go to a school my junior year. Ooh. Then I got to recreate myself to go to. Yeah. Mind you, my parents live in fucking Kennesaw. G Triple A is in the city. Like off twenty, which means, and you know how Georgia traffic is, and I just got my license that summer, so my first experience was driving through Georgia traffic every day, bro. So to you go to school, you, so you had to hop on seventy five and then take the the to two eighty five to twenty every day. Man, fuck Atlanta, yo, oh fuck it, but like the Atlanta traffic was my introduction to Atlanta, so uh-huh. it's like I will always have like that was that was our my first impression, so mm-hmm. it's like. I always have a negative view. On top of that, like, there's no real public transit system here. Like, the, there is one, but it's it's not like legitimate, like a DC, like a DMV, like Chicago, like New York. There's not like a, a legit because I could if I could have just hopped on the bus, yeah, I would have been much happier. See, that's the thing. You're spoiled. <laughs> no, like for real. So like, Atlanta is a lot. Like, you ever been to LA? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot like L.A. So like the thing that makes like New York, DMV, Chicago, things like that is it's an island that's this big. Yeah. Right. So then you compare that to like Atlanta, which when people say they're from Atlanta, 
You need to be a little more specific. Because yeah. motherfuckers are like, I'm from Atlanta, so where you really stay? Bro, I stay at fucking Flowery Branch. <laughs> it's not Atlanta. Bitch, what? <laughs> I'm in Midtown, can you meet me? I'll be about three hours. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you could make it to a state line in that time. Right. But no, so like when you're dealing with like a Atlanta or an LA, because they're so big and they cross into so many different counties that don't work with each other. That's the one thing about up north is the counties will work with each other and yeah. just say, okay, put it through here because at the end of the day, it helps everyone right, around right. you, right? We really don't have that. And the same thing is like in, a, in LA, right? So I remember uh, I went out there to visit, and I'm used to, like, New York uh, subway system and mm-hmm. shit. So it's like, psh, it'll basically drop you off within a block anywhere you right. need to go. So I'm like, I can just pull up and do that in L.A. They've got public transit. No, the fuck they do not. Sure don't. <laughs> no, the fuck they do not. You got to catch a bus that takes you to another bus that takes you to a, a fucking different county where they won't accept these bus tokens. You got to change them out for yeah, a car. Man. I'm like, what the f- Y'all, how did y'all <laughs> fuck this up? Right, right, right. And then it's no better than taking a fucking car. That's the one thing I don't like about how Atlanta's... Atlanta's a lot of ways becoming like L.A. as far as traffic. It's overpopulated, man. That's part of the reason. Like, even as an adult. Like, luckily, I intentionally moved, like, so I'm only 15 minutes away from the city. Mm -hmm. But, like, my parents live in fucking Kennesaw. So, like, hanging out with anybody Mm -hmm. growing up was like, at, at the very least, was a 30-minute drive. And that's the fucking Marietta. That's not to the city. Oh, I know where it's at. Yeah. So it's like, it's, why, why the fuck did you move all the way out here? That was literally my whole life. As a kid, we used to, so I'm from Wichita, mm. but we stay in a suburb called Kichai. So it's about 10, 15 minutes outside the city. Mm. But all my friends lived in Wichita. So literally any move I needed to make, I was just conditioned to be like, it's going to be an all-day affair. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So now fucking driving places don't bug me, but like it's still kind of ridiculous. Like, cause I used to live in Marietta, so it used to when I was first when I first started this podcast, I was doing it with some guys that lived in this area. Mm. So to get from my house in Marietta to here at seven o'clock would easily be two hours, wow. and I'm like, that is, yeah, you man. can't be most of a Lord of the Rings movie, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and everything to me, everything here is like it's it's spread out. Yeah, like, it's too it's it's too spread. Yeah, because it's like everything I want I can find somewhere on the south. The thing is, El- the problem is to me is that Atlanta is too small to be as spread out as it is. Like Atlanta yeah. is like the side so- as big as like the south side of Chicago, mm-hmm. but like the south side, the west side, and the north side are all Chicago. Like Chicago's a fucking ginormous city. Yeah, Atlanta is too, but I can get anywhere I want to on the south side 20, 25 minutes. Driving or like the only time I really hit traffic is if I'm going downtown. But mm-hmm. the fact is, is that like Atlanta is everything is fucking spread out, but you're not that big. It's like you have <laughs> you have all of the the downfall of a big city mm-hmm. and none of the real hype of a big city. Because like I like when I've gone to New Orleans, when I've gone to New York, when I've gone to L.A., like there's like real culture there. Not to say that Atlanta doesn't have its own culture, mm-hmm. but a lot of people have moved to Atlanta to get away from something else. Yeah. So it's like there's a lot like there's not the culture here is diluted with a bunch of like there's there's a Garrett's popcorn. I don't know if you've ever been to Linux. There's a Garrett's popcorn in, in, uh, in Linux. Okay. That's a Chicago specialty. Yeah. Like there's only Garrett's in Chicago and one in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like the there's a Geno's pizza, that's a Chicago thing. Like they have all of there's a Harold's chicken, that's a Chicago thing. Like they have all of these different things from all these different places they bought here. You don't see uh Atlanta's fucking chicken in Chicago because it cause Chicago got its own fucking shit. But it's like in in Atlanta, they have like everybody else's culture here. Like they have their own culture, mm-hmm. but 
they have so much of everybody else's culture that it's like, what is Atlanta culture? You can't really fake you like you can't definitively point at something to be like if you want to experience it unless you go to like the Martin Luther King Museum, mm-hmm. which everybody's already gone to. So what I else do you have? Been to really? No. That was like the first thing they took me to. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I like MLK, like he 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 a real one. But yeah. it's like if I'm if I want to go to if I want to like, you know, learn about Atlantic culture, I don't want to go to like the MLK museum. That's not mm. I think it was a for me, at least, it was a completely different experience because, like, growing up in Kansas, I was used to being like the only black guy, mm. like, constantly. How, right? How was that? Hilarious. Really? Oh my god! Yes. So basically, <laughs> essentially, what I was doing is like studying white people. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like middle school is crazy because it was maybe, maybe six black kids I'd hang out with at a table, yeah. and it was just white people. And what was interesting, bro. Is that like because like whiteness is kind of deemed as I don't want to sound like it's a weirdo, but like mm-hmm. in certain like it was interesting to see like how white people talked about shit and how black people talked about yeah, shit, yeah, right? Yeah. For instance, I realized that white people have a completely different idea of danger than black people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, Harry Potter was popular, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "I can't wait! To, I want to go to Hogwarts. That school looks cool." And I read the books, and I'm like, you motherfuckers are crazy. <laughs> one, a troll just walked in the school one day. That shit ain't normal. <laughs> Two, you got a fucking chamber of secrets with a giant snake. And the worst part is, is a nearly headless ghost floating around. Now, here's my thing. Okay, some poor 14-year-old wizard wakes up in the middle of the night, and he's got to polish the, he's got to polish the wand. Right, right, right. He's got to go handle it. Then he, he sees that fucking headless dude, and like your wang stops working from there. And that's just a crime. <laughs> you're 14 years old. Those are the best bonus you're ever going to get. Just fucked up. <laughs> you're fucking gone. All cause you, and then you can't, how are you going to talk about that in therapy? Well, right, right. Where's your issue start? Well, you, <clears throat> you ever seen Sleepy Hollow? <laughs> it, it, it's fucking, it's fucked up. But if you say, like, y'all ready to go to Hogwarts, but if I said, you know, let's go to Atlanta. Oh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> the the like to 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 <clears throat> to visit. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of crime, <laughs> right? And I was, <laughs> I don't know. That, that never really made sense to me. And then like it was shit that happened. Like, uh, do you know what the choking game is, Mm-mm. dude? So <laughs> oh, when they choke you and you like go to sleep. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah. had an officer come in and give us a seminar on it. Yeah. And I'll never forget how me and all my friends were. Because there's only it was like four of us. Only black guys in the class. Mm-hmm. He comes in and he goes, kids, it's not cool to go in your closet and choke yourself with a belt. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no shit. And he goes, it's a game. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, we look at each other like, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? <laughs> what, the fuck? what the fuck is this nigga talking about? So, like, going to, like, so when I went to Oakwood, when I went to an HBCU, it was eye-opening because it was like I had never been around that many black people yeah. and that many black people with dreams and aspirations of being great in fields that like you just don't see black people. Right, right. Like as fucked up as it is to say, I never met a black person who wanted to be an engineer. Really? Yeah. So like in Kansas, a lot of a lot of it is like, you know, you go to high school, if you're good at a sport, you go play at K-State or whatever. Maybe you get picked up. Maybe you don't. Um, then you come home and you get a real job or you go join the Navy. Right, right. So, like, I knew friends that wanted to do things, but as soon as we graduated, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to just work at FedEx for a year. Yeah. And I'm going to just stay one more year. And I'm going to just stay one more year. Then yeah. it's 10 years later. And it's like, fuck. Facts. So I had never seen that. So then when I, I got to Atlanta, 
it was like this is an HBCU. Like I walk around, I see nothing but black people. It's tremendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's so weird about growing up in Kansas is like we were so not used to black people that my aunt comes up to me and she goes, Brandon, you sure you want to live in Atlanta? A lot of black people there. And I'm like, nigga, you black. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> the fuck do you mean? Nah, but it's so it's so at least for me, it's it's a uh, it's tremendous. I love it. Like yeah. but like there are moments that piss me off, right? So, like, the other day, I'm on, like, I think it's called Donnelly Holloway Parkway, mm-hmm. and I Googled that guy, and apparently he was a civil rights lawyer from Wichita, Kansas. Really? I've had 20 fucking plus black history months in this fucking state, and no one could raise their hand and be like, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking mad, because, like, you don't yeah, see yeah. that kind of shit in Kansas. Right, right, right. It's, like, it's the kind of thing where, now, I don't, like, I don't, like, put, like, make, like, my, my race, like, the biggest part of my identity. Mm-hmm. But it is refreshing to like hear things are just normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like that's just it's normalized to have these kind of things, to have these kind of communities and like gentrification is fucking that up. And then of course yeah, Gentiles yeah. come in, they have their stupid ideas, like we want them vegan restaurants. I fucking hate them. Yeah. I can't do them. I don't <laughs> Okay, real shit. This is my conspiracy theory. I don't think like ve- ve- like beyond meat hamburgers and hot dogs is meant to like, you know, get people to turn into vegans. Yeah. I think it's a way of easing vegans back into what they already know tastes good. It's just like, hey, man. That would that would make sense, though. Because here's the thing. You have never seen a piece of steak pretend to be a carrot. <laughs> You've never done that. It's very fair. My girlfriend yeah. tried to get me to go to my fiance now trying to get me to go to a vegan restaurant. I looked at the menu and it was like a vegan hot dog. I read the description. It's a slightly steamed carrot. I'm like, bitch, you lying. <laughs> That's a carrot and a fucking bun. How dare you? How fucking dare you? <laughs> You lied. <laughs> but yeah, dude. So, how did you end up at Oakwood? Shit. Is that is it where you wanted to go? Is it where Absolutely. No, I was a transfer. No, so I, I started off. So parents give you the talk. We raised you in a good Christian home, and no. So my parents, my parents didn't want me to go to Oakwood. So what happened was I Are went your parents to parents Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, but they neither one of them went to to SDA. Like they wanted me to get a. I don't want to say a legitimate education. A proper education. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like I, I after I so I like I told you, I, I came here for my senior year. Mm-hmm. They were basically like, if you fuck up here, you're going to Morehouse. And I got accepted into Morehouse, so it was fine. Mm-hmm. But they were like, You're going to Morehouse. But I wanted to go back to Chicago. So they was like, I didn't get into one fight my entire senior year. Mm-hmm. I had the highest GPA. I had like a three point I came there with like a two point nine. I had a three point six that year. Mm-hmm. Like they was like, if you fuck up while you're here, you're not leaving Atlanta. They know how much I hated Atlanta. Yeah. So it's like, you don't have to whoop me. Like, just that was that, a punishment that, enough. <laughs> you ain't got to touch me. I'm already yeah, hurt. Exactly. <laughs> so I got, I, um, I got an SIU Carbondale, which is like five hours outside of Chicago. Okay. But uh, a lot of kids from Chicago go there. Like, it's, it was the number one party school in the Midwest. So, like, they threw all the fucking parties, right? <laughs> so I got in that school. I went there for two years. Yeah. Um. I was I was like training to be on the football team like I was fucking swole as hell like mm-hmm. my I didn't go to class like oh, when yeah. I left I had a uh, 1.7 Oh yeah like I I I went cuz okay this is the other thing you got to understand I just came from G Triple A mm-hmm. fucking hated G Triple A my parents a little overbearing yeah so by the time I got there I'm living in fucking co-ed dorms yeah like 17th floor co-ed dorms and there's a party literally every fucking night yeah you're going crazy yeah so it was like and i had a car i had a car which means yeah. that every time we go to a party once we leave the party girls want to go somewhere usually back to the dorm to have an after party yeah. so 
how do they get there? They can walk or they can ride in my vehicle. <laughs> what do you think they cho- And I had a nice car too. Well, I mean, you know, for the time I had like a, I got it for, for, for graduation. I had like a 97 Honda Civic. But oh, for you was my killing gra- For my graduation present, I got the windows tinted. I had like this little light. I had speakers in I'm from oh, Chicago. You was going, oh, you I was going crazy. I in the trunk. Oh, right. you was going crazy. Right. You, right. Was going, you was yeah. beating that little thing, Exactly. Boy. Every time I rolled, rolled up to the club, you heard me before you saw me. Yeah. Okay. So like I was there for two years. I, I um I fucked up. My parents was like, "We're not putting another dime towards your education." Yeah. So I came here for two years. I fucked off. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. I was going to George Perimeter, but I wasn't really doing anything at George Perimeter. It was just so that my parents didn't kick me out the house. And eventually, I was like, "I gotta get the fuck out of my parents' house." Science. So I went. To- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's how I ended up at Oakwood. I was like, I knew that even with my one point seven, I knew that Oakwood would accept anybody who had the money to pay for it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna just take out these loans. You know, I'm a apply for FAFSA, mm-hmm. and I got in. I got my fucking GPA up. I graduated, but it's like when I like when I tell you, my parents literally didn't want me to go. So much so that like they took. And this might sound a little privileged, but it is what it is. They they had a credit card. They gave me a credit card for emergencies only. Mm-hmm. Um, they took that credit card away, mm-hmm. so I didn't have my phone was cut off because I didn't have any money. My car, I had taken it to get an oil change before I went to Oakwood. They told me that they didn't know if my car would make it out of the parking lot. Oh. So I picked up a prepaid phone on the way to Oakwood just so that if my car broke down on the way to Huntsville, yeah. I could call somebody. But I, And they gave me $100 and they was like, good luck. And I was like, so I'm literally on my own. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, I, it's like I, Huntsville Fuck. was like, I have to make it here. Fuck. Like, I don't have a choice. So. Fuck. Yeah, man. Luckily, I knew a bunch of people at Oakwood because, yeah. you know, I was born and raised there. Here's the thing, like, so. it's, there's knowing people, and then there's, like, one of the things I think that's interesting, like, in your story you alluded to, like, when you first left, you went you went out, and, like, you're like, there's no fucking rules. Yeah. And you started fucking shit up. And here's the thing. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. You're not, here's, everyone has, like, this is one thing I don't like about, like, commencement speeches. It's just, like, work hard and believe, and then you'll have the American dream. Like, yeah. nah, motherfucker, you, like, <laughs> you need to go out. You gotta do some shit, right? You gotta, cause like those kind of experiences are really inform you and like make you figure out like who's really in my life and who's not. Mm-hmm. And one thing I, I, I've noticed about a lot of successful people and a lot of people like you hear with testimonies and shit is they'll be like, just like you, it'll be some force in their life, right? Yeah. Who will say, you're cut off and you're either going to make it or you're not. And then when you realize that in life, it's about how you respond to life. Mm-hmm. That's when shit gets real. Yeah, man. That's when shit gets real. Yeah. I, I, I had no choice. Like I luck, I lucked up on that job and want to this day, the job that I got at Walmart, my first semester at Oakwood mm-hmm. to this day is the longest I've worked at any company. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at that Walmart for two and a half years. Damn. I have never had a job longer than two and a half years since I graduated college. Damn. So like what did you graduate with? Biochemistry. Biochemistry? Did you actually want to be do anything with that? I wanted to go to pharmacy school. I got well, I didn't get into I had I had a high enough PCAT score and my GPA was decent enough that I could get into like most mid-level pharmacy programs. Mm-hmm. Like I I hadn't applied for any, but I scored really high on the PCAT. Mm-hmm. So my mother was a pharmacist, so she was the one who would kind of like push me to it. I didn't realize until literally the last semester I was at Oakwood that like people have like a passion for this shit. Like, yeah, that's crazy. It wasn't like, I thought everybody was in it for the same reason. I mean, we finna get fucking paid. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, we finna be balling. Like, I come out 120. Jesus Christ, I can't wait to buy the Escalade. Hell yeah. Have you heard about the new (laughs) Pfizer lineup? Exactly. No, motherfucker. (laughs) So I can't wait to finish this research. Like, and, like, they had started, we had just started having those conversations my last year in school. And that's when they, that's when I realized, like, I do not have the same passion for this shit that they do. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to pharmacy school. And it, I just started my master's program in 2019. So be, I graduated in 2013. So for like those six years, I worked mainly at call centers. Like in call centers, so and I was single at the time. So call centers, what they give you is they give you enough money to, you know, like between like 35, 40 a year. So, you know, it's like decent money coming out of college. Yeah, you have enough money you that, can fuck around sometimes. So. Exactly. And there's all the ass in the world. This like, is also true. All the single moms work at call centers. <laughs> it's, oh, was I not supposed to say that? Like, like I'm trying to tell God, you. Like, when I tell you, all like, the single moms, <laughs> like they, like everybody, call call centers are fucking horny as hell. Oh yeah. Like right before, like a call comes in, like, oh yeah, you know what? I really love anal sex more than I actually like. Pen- One like, second. Welcome to Christian Mingle. <laughs> right. <laughs> It was like, yo, this is what I was. This was like, I was all I was looking for was call centers at that job. Yeah, at that time, like, dog, I, uh, <laughs> I, I specifically avoided jobs like that. I had this. I had a cousin from New York. He was the most. Uh, he he is the definition of the word dichotomy. <laughs> so I've been lucky enough that I've had. I've always been surrounded by like really cool guys. And mm-hmm. my cousin in New York, he talked to me when I was like thirteen. So my parents never talked to me about sex. Mm. But it wasn't like I was ignorant. Like I'd seen enough porn to know the gist. <laughs> like I was like basically I, what I realized is like I want to fuck, but I don't want like a kid because that like because like my thing was like he ain't asked to be here. <laughs> I don't want to fuck up his life. Then right, I got to right, deal with right. some lady I might not even like. Right. So what my cousin would do is when we would go visit, he's from Brooklyn, right? He was in a real estate, so he always give us like some man shit to do. Like he wouldn't right. let us sit around. He hated do rags. Yeah. Like he took our do rags and gave us hats, and he goes, "So men wear, <laughs> right?" So this he would we would be driving down the street, and like he be he be sitting in there, is like, "Let me tell you something. I pussy's good. I, I ain't even gonna front on that. It's good." But it ain't money. You feel me? <laughs> Don't ever get the two mixed up. But you got to have respect for women. Excuse yeah, yeah. me. Hey, old body bitch. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> bitch ain't fucking. But you got to respect the machine. <laughs> and I would see that. I saw this man. I used to love seeing him because he'd always drop knowledge. But then he'd be yeah, wild. Yeah. So like when I got to school, I realized like. I worked at Sonic my entire time. I was a, from high school till I graduated Oakwood. I worked at Sonic because I knew like this is gonna keep me stable. It'll keep me out of trouble. Yeah. Because like here's the thing, I realized in my twenties like if I can make it to thirty without any kids or felonies, that's when I think life opens up. Because when you're twenty, you don't have the benefit of like hindsight or yeah. you can't you haven't experienced anything, right? Right. Right. But when you get to thirty, like that's one thing like I'm excited about. Like I'm turning thirty and I'm like. I know how to do all this shit now yeah. and I haven't fucked up my life too bad. Now you can talk about owning spaceships. <laughs> right now. Like you, when you talk, it's not just like, Oh, one day I'll do that. Now you're like, you know what? I got the, we well, I have the finances on the 401k. Right, I don't right, get right. Doug on the phone. Hey Doug, can we swing it? this month? You know, it's, there's more security and there's also more confidence in being you. Mm-hmm. Right. Music. When did you start the music? Have you always been interested in the music? Oh shit, music. 
I started I started writing poetry when I was like ten. So it started out with poetry. Yeah, it started off as poetry because I was I was a very shy kid, mm-hmm. but I I liked girls a lot. <laughs> 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 so it's like I had I was a smart kid. So I was like, how do I how can I talk oh. to these girls without talking to them? Oh my! So God. I would write them poems. Like I wrote Solange a poem. And send it to on AOL. Solange? Solange, like as in Beyonce's sister. You sent it to her? I found her email somewhere. I can't even remember how I found it. Uh-huh. But I found her email and I wrote her a poem about like how she had diamonds. And I, like I, everything I said was mad cheesy. Tremendous. But like all the girls I pulled from like that's 10 cool. to like 15, mm-hmm. it was all from poetry. So yeah. like I started off with poetry and then eventually it evolved into music. Like I just put a, like music behind it, but I was still writing poetry. I just retired, retired from poetry like two years ago. Dude, I'm always interested in skills that like I could, I can't do. So the people who can do things I can't, you know, they're always impressive. Like gymnasts, I couldn't be a judge at a gymnastics competition. Everyone's getting a ten because simply put, <laughs> yeah. I can't it's do that. Dope. They did a flip. Well, they didn't land correctly. Man, bullshit. But like poetry is weird because like it's almost like writing. It's one of those things that unless you do it already, it's kind of hard to explain. Yeah. Was it like how did you get introduced to it, or was it just something you realized like you could rhyme a lot? Like how how did that yeah, start? Like I, I realized I could rhyme. Like, I wrote like my first song when I was like twelve. Mm-hmm. I wrote it. It was all acapella, but it had like a beat. Like, it was, like but I mean, my parents had me playing like the piano when I was younger. So like mm-hmm. I always I I had a beat. I had rhythm. Mm-hmm. But like I was I was writing. Po- I I literally have no. I know how I wrote poetry, so I never thought about this until just now. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a piano when I was ten. I didn't get my first piano until I was twelve. Mm-hmm. So I would play in my grandparents' house. So I didn't have a piano, so I was writing music without music. Mm. So that's that's how like it turned into yeah, poetry. I could see that. Yeah, and then like once I once I got my own piano, then I'll start. I used to be really dope at making beats on my Casio. Like, <laughs> like those joints are fucking fire. I like, believe it. <laughs> and I used to like bring. The thing was though is that I could re- like so they brought me one, but I couldn't record anything on it. So then they bought me another one where I could record it, mm-hmm. but if I I couldn't save anything, like I couldn't save it. Like if I unplugged it, I would lose everything. Oh. So like I would try and take it to like other places, and I would have to recreate the beat there. Mm-hmm. And then it's like this is what I did. And then there was only six channels, so it's like one channel was keys, one channel was the bass. Mm-hmm. So it's like I had to make sure that like I made the most out of these six channels that I had to. But like my my production like. I, at this point, I can't do any production. But back in the day, like when I could really fuck with the keyboard, like, yeah. But yeah, that's that's and then like it just kind of evolved. Like I made six projects mm-hmm. where I was just talking about Jesus. And when I got to Oakwood, which is fucked up, because it's when I got to Oakwood. Wait, what you mean talking about Jesus? Like flaming this nigga, or like? No, no. <laughs> like I was a Christian rapper. Okay, okay. Yeah, I made six projects where I was just Christian rapper. Like it was all over like secular beats, like Lupe and Jay Z. Of or course. Whatever. But like and. I'm not going to front, like, listening back, like, you know, I'm like 15, 16, 17, like, these these lyrics are fucking fire. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, yo, like, I don't know how I didn't get signed to, like, you Looking know, back on it, I was, uh, looking, I was the shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, not like. Gonna, not going to pump the brakes on that. I was, yeah. uh, I was the shit. I mean, there were, like, a couple of independent joints that, mm-hmm. that tried to sign me. Like, I was signed to a couple of independent joints. The problem was that they realized that, like, I, my heart wasn't this. Like, I was writing Christian music because I couldn't write secular music in my parents' house. Yeah. So I got to Oakwood, and again, this is like in the time where like I'm independent now. Yeah. So I got to Oakwood, and I made two projects 
while I was at Oakwood, that was about Jesus music. And mm-hmm. then the last one I made, it was like 26 tracks long. And it was called Enough Said. It was like, these are all, this is, this is the last bit of Jesus you're going to hear from me. Yeah. And now I'm going to start talking about real shit. I'm about to go, I love Jesus, but I also love abs. Yeah. <laughs> I also like doing hood rat shit with my friends from time to time. Um, yeah, man. And from time to time, I like strip clubs. No big deal. Yeah. But, but see, it, I, it didn't evolve to that yet. Yeah. Like, I just... I started talking about like I was still very clean for like the first three or four, and then like it just keep kind of evolved. The last project I just dropped was the first one I think I, I said nigga on. Like before, like it was still like very clean stuff. Mm-hmm. No, maybe like the last two or three. Yeah. Well, I was start. I just started to say nigga in like music. I think I just dropped my first song with a curse word on it. Like yeah. maybe last year. What was that? What was the mental uh, hiccup to that? Um, my mother might hear this. Dude, I had that. So I've been doing stand up for like five years now, yeah. right? I think I've only said nigga on stage maybe twice. <laughs> maybe Why? twice. So, what, so like once again, I started out in, in Wichita, right? Yeah. So at a lot of the mics I'd go to, it would be like predominantly like white people there. And like, I always felt weird. One, it feels weird because like when you're, when you're up there, you're by yourself. It's like, and you're the, you're the entertainment, right? Yeah. It almost felt like I was a token black guy mm. and I get to inform you on stuff and then you'll go, all black people are like him. Mm. And I was like, ah, I don't want to start saying nigga because then like, they're going to be like, well, he said it. I'm just repeating the joke. I'm like, ah, I got to slap somebody. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Bitch, that ain't for you. Bro. And it, I don't know. It felt weird. And because uh, one time I did do it, it, I got to start saying nigga more. But anyway, that, it was, <laughs> I, I, I never considered my parents hearing it. Or anything like that, but it was, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Because then, like, you have to answer inward questions. Because once you say it, now you got to like, and you hang out with white people. They're like, so what's the, what's the deal with that? <laughs> you know, it's fucking, it's weird. <laughs> nah, my my parents, my parents don't say nigga. But first of all, my mother is my friend on Facebook, and Science. I'm a fucking clown on Facebook. Like, oh, you be going nuts. Yeah, I do, I do crazy shit. You be on. going crazy. But also, <laughs> there was like. On my last project, I had this song called Huntsville 2 AM. Mm-hmm. And that song was about the first time I ever smoked. Mm. And like, I went fucking nuts when I smoked because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. We hotboxed. Like, mm-hmm. I was just fucking high as hell. We went to IHOP and I ended up, I lived at the reserve, which mm-hmm. is like right down the street from IHOP. But I ended up walking home because I was so fucking high and I didn't want to be in anybody's presence. So like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and I told, I told my mother, she was like, yo, I heard you came out with a new project. Where can I find it at? And I was like, listen, <laughs> I don't know if you want to hear this. <laughs> and she was like, what? What shouldn't I know? Because I, I know because I came out with a project like two or three years ago where I had made a sex song. But it was like a fictitious sex song. Like, yeah. it didn't really happen. So yeah. she didn't care. But I was like, no, nah, like this one is very specific. Like, you can't make this shit up. I'm snitching on myself. Yeah, man. Let me put it to like this. <laughs> You're the feds and I'm a mobster who's afraid of wires. I don't want you to hear what I got right. to say. <laughs> She's like, what's like marijuana? <laughs> because, you know, for the most part, like, I, I can't, like, the, my parents knew I fucked because she found a bunch of condoms, like, in my room. I feel like that's a like, safe assumption, college. though. Like, once, I feel like once, especially a boy turns 14, you knock before you come in from this point on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, see, my parents were naive, though. Like, they thought... Like me and my brother were like virgins, like because. But the thing was, because we knew how they were, we kept everything very chill. Like, like, mm. like to the point where, like, I had my girlfriends over, mm-hmm. like while they were there, and they would just go upstairs and sleep. Like we, like we made sure that, like we, we played it because if not, 
we knew that there was no going out anywhere. Yeah. So it's like you have to play it as smooth as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. I hope they never hear this because <laughs> they're gonna go fucking nuts. <laughs> they know that I was fucking in that house while they were in the house. Oh man, but, I never, I never did that. I, I my parents weren't like super strict. Yeah. So like I felt bad for my mom because my mom was just in a house full of men. It was me, my dad, and my brother, and like oh, hilarious because like in the, on Sunday mornings when you'd meet at the newspaper, mm-hmm. everyone's in their underwear. There's no words being said. It's just like, uh, uh, <laughs> uh. and one day my mom just broke down. No one says they love each other in this house. You're gonna be serial killers. And we're all looking at each other like, who the fuck broke mom? <laughs> but like, who I broke mom? <laughs> I always did all my fucking around at other people's houses. I, don't, yeah. I like I just was like, oh, I don't think I need to know. I don't think you need to know where I live, kind of shit. Yeah. Um, I don't think I ever had sex with him. I didn't. I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. I didn't do anything in my parents' house, just out of respect. Yeah. yeah. Now when I left, I was a fucking fool. Facts. <laughs> no, I did. I didn't do anything in my parents outside of fuck, of course. But like of smoking course. and drinking, I didn't do at the house. But like fucking. Yeah, I did that a couple of times. Hmm. Just, just the thing was, it was only a couple of times because I lived in fucking Kennesaw and everybody lived in Lithonia. Everybody I wanted oh, no, to no, fuck no, was no. in Lithonia. Here is the thing: I am not judging. That's an economical move. Like if yeah. you come out here, there, there needs to be. We there is there is there is two moves: there is going home and then there is coming back here. Yeah, man. Like you got to plan it out perfectly. Like mom goes to work at eight. Mm-hmm. I need to pick you up by like nine thirty because she gets off at three thirty, and we need to be fucking by eleven. <laughs> <laughs> because I still need to take you home and I need to like if there's a scent I need to make sure that it, like I like you have to have you have to be see what's different with with me with my brother cuz my brother went to school I'm 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 snitching on him whatever I, my brother went to the public school because he yeah. moved here when he was younger so like my parents put him in North Cobb he was in North Cobb all four years mm-hmm. so all the chicks that he wanted to fuck were like five minutes away so Ooh, like you yeah. just had to scoop him up but all the chicks I wanted to fuck lived near G AAA so if I wanted to fuck I had to drive to G AAA or near G AAA pick them up and then bring them back to fucking Kennesaw because I can't fuck them at their mama house because oh. their mama there and well, this is another thing at G AAA that I just forgot about the, because I had a car like my car, my car was like, they they cared that I took girls home every day. Like yeah. I took a different girl home every day. I wasn't fucking any of them. Yeah, I, it was just I had a car and they wanted to get home. Yeah, but like they started, like the teacher started to snitch on me. It's like she's not an approved person on your list. Or that was another reason I was like, like y'all goofy as hell at her. Like why would you? T- like what 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 is this your business? Your business with me is from eight thirty to three. Yeah. This is three thirty. So whoever I'm taking home at three is no longer your concern. The fuck is you doing? I those okay. So that, those kind of rules that like you have a G AAA and to an extent at Oakwood, I think are the most hilarious things ever. Yeah. Because what you're doing Talk about it. <sighs> you're dealing with an undefeated force. The power of boners is undefeated. Facts. Un-de-fucking feet. You are not <laughs> stopping that. Never. And here's the thing. That's what I don't understand why everyone's getting mad at these kids going down to Florida. What the fuck did you think was going to... Do you not understand the power of boners? Okay. Men have sailed seas, have swam oceans, have punched gators, have gone into debt just for the chance. Yeah, just man. for the chance. That's, that's why people get rich. You don't need that much money. But you know why? Gives you options. Facts. That's the thing. Like, So the difference between men and women, right? Not on no sexist shit, but like... Women get the benefit of choosing. 
Yeah. Right. Because women, I think, understand that they're sought after. So in a lot of ways, they get to set the tone in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. So like if you want to date Michelle Obama, you don't need to take some tests. You don't need to start (laughs) reading. Right. right, Like you basically have to meet her at that level. But with dudes, we're always trying to like with your poetry or like with being funny, you're trying to find a way to like get in there. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dudes are fucking weird, man. Uh, I forgot what the fuck I was. T- oh, <laughs> but that's the thing about being ri- like a rich man that like is so bizarre. Because as yeah. a rich dude, now you have options and you're sought after. Yeah, yeah. It's a very strange predicament. Yeah, man. Like I, I, I want, I want sex. Like the the thing is, right. Let me not say that because that sounds bad. It sounded weird. <laughs> yeah, it sounds bad. I want sex. <laughs> Everyone does. It's the, tremendous. The thing is, is that if if like this music shit takes off, right, mm-hmm. and like people start to know me, mm-hmm. um, like I've 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 slid into some DMs, right? Yeah. Like before I was married. Yeah. So like, if Regina Hall ever looks at her DMs, like after I get famous. <laughs> Like, and she decides to respond to it. Like, what do I say? Because I've said some reckless shit to her. <laughs> her <DMs>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> like, I'm fucking finito. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Because, like, I mean, you know, I wasn't in the public eye before. Ooh. So I was just kind of, you know, I was on bullshit. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. <laughs> That'll she, end she hit, me. She hit you back. But then what do I tell my wife, right? Because, I mean, like, you know, like, sometimes, sometimes, uh, and this is, might be a little petty. Sometimes, like, my wife will piss me off. Mm-hmm. I'll, like, screen record me saying, like, hey, big head to Regina Hall. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll send it to her. I was like, yo, at any time, if she, if she answers this, like, what's up? Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's like. If she sees that it's recent, then she knows that, like, I was with the shits yeah. five months ago. The difference is now I'm famous. So it's like, what happens? I, I don't I don't ever. That's what I'm kind of scared to be, like, famous. Because I also used to troll Beyonce. Like, obviously, yeah. she never responded. Yeah. But if I get famous and they look up those old tweets and they were like, oh, so you think that B-Day was an ass album. So you really hate Beyonce and black women. It's like that goes into like a, a much longer conversation. It's, it's like simple. I was just being an ass. It's simple. It's simple. You can't give a fuck. Here's the one. Here's the thing that I think is most interesting. This is going to be a very, very hot take. Extremely hot take. I'm here for it. Scolding. Not giving a fuck is the reason that Donald Trump became president. Mm. And when you don't give a fuck, you become Teflon and you actually get under the skin of your enemies. Like, like, like fathom this, right? You might not have agreed with everything Trump did. And I'm not a Trump supporter, but like every accusation that like the left would hurl at him, they'd say, oh, you, you're, you're, you're abusive towards women, right? They couldn't get him. Then the me, right? They couldn't get him. Then the Me Too movement starts, right? And who are the main people getting popped in the Me Too movement? Everyone in Hollywood, a traditionally left-leaning town. So now you have to atone for these people who are on your side. Just didn't give a fuck. Taxes, didn't give a fuck. They couldn't get them with anything. And it just drove them crazy. And I'm not saying you should talk like he does or do what he does, but there's something to not giving a fuck. There's something to it. That's that's the most solid advice I think I've ever heard. There's something though. to not give enough. Honestly. Now, honestly, no, no, okay, 
you don't just walk in a doctor's office. Uh, you need to have surgery. I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna walk in and broken. <laughs> There's a limit to it. Right, 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 right. But there has to come a point where one of the things that like I don't, I don't wouldn't mind being famous. I wouldn't mind because like as a comic, I've been heckled a couple times. Yeah. But my thing is like this: the people who go on the internet and like do that, they they go and they looking for someone to cancel. And they go through your shit twelve, ten, ten year. How much fucking time do you have? Right. right. Those are the kind of people who do not do awesome shit. They don't make cool stuff. Fair. They don't go out and buy cool things. They don't contribute to society. They complain. Yo, bad. That's like, have you ever left a comment on a YouTube video? I'm I'm sure at some point, not. In but the you last don't do it regularly. No. You know why? It's not that big a deal. You go read the comments. There's a lot of those people fucking losers. Yeah. And you can't you can't change how you're living, especially if you know what Same you're doing. Up. I don't see. Here's the thing: I've never understood the comment section on porn websites. I know what I came here for. Yeah, and we're not <laughs> a community. Like we're not brothers. It's like, yeah, like, gosh, that was fucking great. And they're so weird. <laughs> if she was my wife, I yeah, just, just want to fucking come with your tits. Like, no, you wouldn't. You'd feel weird because yeah. then it, now you know how your wife makes some money. And I'm, I'm not shitting on her, but it's like you got to be a bad man to deal with. Yeah. Like I like I watch sometimes I, I go to the comments just to see how weird people can be. Yeah, people get really weird. Yeah, man. And I remember one time I went down there and this guy like he had written like a full on critique. He goes, first off, I love the soft and naturalistic lighting. He <laughs> must have used diffusions. Her paleness of her skin had a perfect white balance, and I'm like, that guy's a fucking serial killer. <laughs> Absolutely. That dude right there, fucking tap that IP. You're gonna probably gonna find a fridge full There's of some no shit. No way. There's, if I if I saw that, I honestly would probably report it. Like, mm. there's no way you've killed multiple people for yeah. sure. Yeah, hundred percent. But like, weird. when when you say you have kind of these restrictions on like your songs, and now you're afraid of like what happens if I do get famous? How does that like impact your art? Like, does it make you? Because obviously, when you're writing these kind of things, it's almost like a personal side to it, right? Yeah. Where you're wondering, is the audience going to accept it or not? Right, right. And the thing with music that makes it more soul-crushing, it's like with stand-up, I know immediately if the joke works or not. Mm-hmm. With music, you pour your heart into it. You get some people together, they go, oh, I fuck with it. But you never really know right, right, right. until it's out. Right. You never really know if it's the shit until it's out. Yeah. Maybe you do. No. Because I, f- I felt like I felt all of the... I've, I'd counted. I've come out with 15 projects in my entire life. Mm-hmm. This is the first project that, like, I've made my money back. Like... Word. Yeah, like, where, like, people, like, fuck with it. Because, like, I mean, people... I, I checked my... Because, so, like, the first, the first like, two weeks, like, people, like, streaming it heavy. And I'm looking at the numbers. I'm like, yo, these are... I've never seen numbers like this before. Mm-hmm. But that was in September. I got an email... I get an email every week, but I really don't pay attention to it. Yeah. But I got an email and I just happen to see it. It's like, yo, your album was played 60 times today or 60 times this this uh, this uh week on Spotify. And then I saw it was like 60 times. Like, it's like seven months later. I fucking don't even remember this album anymore. Yeah. And then I looked on Apple and Apple Music said, yeah, you had another 70 plays on Apple Music. So I looked like, you know, for like the last couple of months and people are still playing my album over 100 times a week. Damn. So I'm like, and I mean, like, you know, for somebody that's huge, a hundred times a week is ain't shit. But it's for somebody like me who like wasn't getting was getting zero plays on all <laughs> of my projects, like for, for like the first three weeks, it's like yeah. the numbers that I'm doing now, it's like people really fuck with my and like these are like it's not just like one person who's just playing it continuously. Like it's like <laughs> multiple people that are like playing. Yeah. So 
it's 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 like a weird spot to be in because now I realize that like people are really listening to what I have to say and people really fuck with whatever I'm doing. Yeah. And I've I found I feel like I finally found my sound. I'm fucking thirty two. So it's weird because first of all, I don't really care to launch a rap career at thirty two. Um but on the other hand, it's like, you know, I have like other things to think about because, you know, rappers make most of their money on tour. Like, I'm trying to start a fucking family. Well, they make most of their money not on tour, but like starting other businesses. Like it, if you're a rapper now and you're not an entrepreneur, you're fucked. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like from from music. Yeah. Like they make most of their money on music f- from touring. But like music in general does not pay no. that well. No. So it's like, what do I do? Because, I mean, I'm never going to not make music just because I love making music. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how do you, I don't know, how do you reconcile with like. Being old as fuck yeah, in old. the rap industry, like I, everybody's coming out at like eighteen, nine, and honestly, like I be feeling like I'm like a common ass nigga, like 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 a, a like Jake Cole gets made fun. I think Jake Cole is fucking great, but they Jake Cole is born. It's like you think Jake Cole is born. What the fuck are you gonna think about me? It's like so I know I'm never gonna hit like the mainstream, but like honestly, I'm not looking to be. Like the greatest, right? I'm not looking to be like Michael. Trump. I'm looking to be more like Steph Curry. Like I want to know that I made a difference. In mm. That's all I really care about. Interesting. So, so like, have you ever been approached like by like labels or anything or like some with this project? Yeah, man. I'm not. I don't know if you can talk about anything like that, but I'm not too sure like how the music industry works. It's almost like you get signed, and then like it's about how like does the label help you with things? I don't. I don't know any of that shit. They works. sign. They they give you an advance. That's the that's the biggest thing. So what does the advance cover? Like the advance gives you money to do whatever the fuck you want to do, but they own you now because you have to pay the advance back. Oh, so it's it's yeah. a it's a oh, that's some Tony Soprano shit. <laughs> yeah, so it's like that's that's the reason why like I I was offered two different two different advances like mm-hmm. after this project, but they were advances from. I guess I can say it now because I turned down the deals, Sony and Universal. No, let me take it back. I was offered two different advances mm-hmm. from a producer group that was going to sign me to either Universal or Sony. Okay. Um, Universal, Sony, and Interscope were all very interested in me. Mm-hmm. Interscope the most. Okay. The problem was was that I know from being in the industry this long that if I sign to any one of them, I don't have the pull to be like, I want to own my masters. I know they're not going for that. Yeah. So it's like, if they want to sign me, they're taking my masters. And to me, I've never understood the concept of, okay, you give me 5,000, 10,000. I understand it when you're like, you're like broke, yeah. like broke as fuck. But I, I have a degree, like, and I'm working on the second one. Like, <laughs> I, I, can, I, I can read, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, I'm good. Like, I, I don't, I don't need this. I love it. I want to do this, but I know. So it's like, you're not going to take my intellectual property and claim it as your own and do whatever the fuck you want with it from now to God knows when. Yeah. And I get pennies on it. Like I just get royalties on top of it when I'm the creator. No, I'm owning my own. Fuck. So if I never sign a record deal, that's fine. Like I'm, I'm still talking with some people right now. Cause they were like, well, maybe if you do a minor, you can keep your, you keep your, what's it called? Mm-hmm. You, might to, you have to do a little more legwork, which is what I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. So, this is all exclusive shit, you know. Hell yeah. Yo, yo, yo. We first, no. first to fucking get this. So, what's the name of your new project? Just so the people know, so they can go look uh, for it. Remember me when this is over. Mm. Yeah. Fucking shit, dude. So, like, what else you got going on? Um, So, I'm working on two projects right now. I'm working on a songwriting project. Mm-hmm. I'm working with a, a bunch of... So, uh, songwriting is what I want to get more into. If I could sing... 
I would have never became a rapper. Let's just be very clear. Science. Yeah. But <laughs> I love that. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> Science. <laughs> yeah, if, I, if I could sing, I would have never became a rapper. But like, I could hold a tune when I was younger, but I've never had like like the most gifted voice. Yeah. And on top of that, live, I'm just, it's not, it's not for me. Yeah. So singing, back. yeah, <laughs> singing, singing is not for me. So I know, I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses, mm-hmm. but I do, I can write a very good record. I wrote plenty of records for like other people before, and mm-hmm. they've they've done well. So now I'm writing an entire like a DJ Khaled type situation. Where I'm writing all of the songs for different artists. And yeah. I'm gonna put it out as like a project. Ooh. So I'm working on that, and then I'm also working on the project I'm supposed to come out with before Remember Me When This Is Over, the one I was working on before the pandemic. Yeah, it's called Introversion because I'm a super introvert. Only reason why I'm as active right now is because you got me a little something to drink. Like, yeah. And because, you know, we kind of loosen up a little bit, you know, but in general, I'm an introvert. So this, the project is called Introversion. And it's, it's well, also, it's just me and you in here. It's not like we're at a bar or something like that. That's also fair. That's the thing I like about this. Like, this is why I do the format of the podcast the way I do it. Mm-hmm. Is like, it's li- I think this is happening less and less, right? Mm-hmm. So we're getting to a point in society where we don't like just fucking talk to each other face to face. It's getting to the point where we don't even talk to each other on the phone. Like we, yeah. te- like you're, the majority of your life is spent reading text, yeah, yeah. right? And you're not really like hanging out with people. You're not, and then on top of that, you're not really getting a chance to explore, right? Right. Like one of the things I think is important is that you constantly remain curious in life. Mm-hmm. And if you're not talking to people, and if the people you talk to are always agreeing with you, well, you either are hanging out with a bunch of losers, or you're in a cult and some dude named Larry's banging your wife, <laughs> and also has all your money for some, right? It's, <laughs> but he's not Larry. He's the divine one. He's the one who brought us the projections. He needs all the women so that we can right. work. You know, like that. I think it's important to, to to kind of foster that, bro. Yeah. And then like, I feel like you got you're getting comfortable, man. You came yeah. in here, he's like, oh, I'm a and then on top of that, whiskey breaks up everybody. Facts. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't trust people who don't like, who don't do certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that was, that was good whiskey. Um, yeah. Uh, shout out to wheat state. Yeah. Yeah. I might, I might <laughs> look them up for real. Cause I mean, I, I like a good whiskey you know, and I think in, in my, in my older age, like I'm trying to get, cause captain Morgan used to be my shit. Really? Captain fucking Morgan. You have no standards. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that was, that was in college. That was in college. But like then, like I went from Captain Morgan to I think like mm-hmm. Palmasan mm-hmm. to Hennessy to Doucet. Mm-hmm. and then like I was kind of like off of dark for a little bit, and I really was like fucking with Bacardi mm-hmm. and cruising pretty heavily, mm-hmm. and now it's really just wine. I I fuck with so my go-to used to be Southern Comfort. Then I found I got into liqueurs, so mm-hmm. um. Di Sirono. That's a. I don't think I've ever had that. It's a bad player. It's an amaretto, so it's made with like I think it's made with almonds, mm. and it's one of them. It's it's dark, but it's one of them things where you drink it and it's so smooth and sweet yeah. that you're like man, like you can literally just have it straight up. I always have it in the winter time. Um, That's how I felt about Captain Morgan. Dog, but like it was like sweet enough. I was like, but, but also here's straight. the thing: it comes in a fancy bottle. You break it out. Like I have some De Serrano. Oh my god, what's that? It's Italian, <laughs> <laughs> right? Now you get to be like, well, I also listen to NPR. <laughs> I wear ascots. <laughs> the callback, <laughs> bro. NPR. Um, but then I got into brandies. Uh-huh. I fucking love brandies because it's it like so the brandies are made very similarly to wines. Mm. 
So like with Hennessy, the, what makes it a cognac instead of a brandy is that it comes out of the cognac region of France. And I'm like, well, guess what, bitch? There are grapes everywhere. And <laughs> I like brandies because you get to have a wider variety and it doesn't cost as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently I've got into water, which is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You just threw that out there like that. Yeah, I got in the water. It's, it's fucking great. So this is the thing. This is what I. This is so like. Now that I'm making like a decent amount of money in life, right? Mm-hmm. I've wondered because for the most part, I get my water from uh, Whole Foods. I have like a two and a half, two two and a half like gallon joint. I get mine from the sink. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> that it just comes out for free. <laughs> Saves my back. Good for the environment too. No oh, plastic bottles. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Tap water is fucking disgusting. I think that turned me off to like the idea of tap water. No, because I used to be okay with tap water, mm-hmm. but but like you know how like people like talk about you know if you're if you're if you're a real water if you're a real water drinker then you know you know that Dasani is terrible and blah blah blah. So I'm thinking like and like people who like are these like big water drinkers do they because I mean I I drink you know a fair amount of water now mm-hmm. so like do they like because that those things don't come in like gallons like you don't get Fiji in gallons you, no, don't, you don't get smart water in gallons mm-hmm. so do you just buy a whole bunch of like liters of like these waters and if so like that's fucking arrogant bro oh like, no it's worse they just they do exactly what I said but they keep the bottle so they fill it with fucking tap water and they go oh what are you drinking there <laughs> <laughs> oh this it's the most arrogant was fucking Voss. Yo. It came in those glass containers. <laughs> yeah. And they were like they had it was a very beautiful design, but yeah, like yeah. people who drank I never actually saw someone drink a Voss. I always saw it in the front of their desk. Yeah. And it would just sit right there. Oh that that's water. <laughs> What's water? That's, that's Voss water. <laughs> it's uh European. You wouldn't get it. And then here's the thing: when you research a lot of these companies, they just get their shit from a, mu- mu- a municipal source anyway. Yeah. So then they boil it, then they add like whatever like minerals in there, like some some salt and some right. shit, which gives it the taste. But you know, water is water. Have you heard about the people who believe in drinking w- raw water? Raw water. Raw water. I shit you not. Is so, that like alkaline? Fuck no. Raw water means whatever the fuck comes out of the drains in the city. So there's so sink water. No, 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 no. Yeah. So like these, there's a group of people who believe that like, because um basically to make sure that water is safe and you don't die from like diphtheria or some yeah. shit, we tend to boil it and then make sure it's at a safe, you know, ter- so you can serve it safely. It's not just yeah, yeah. sitting. These people will go to like municipal like drains and just like fill their water bottles up with water. And they're like, it's got bacteria, which is good for your body, which means I'm going to live forever. And it's like, this is what natural selection looks like. Right. Because here's the thing. If one of them dies, they'll go, well, you know, it was his time. But me, I'm going <laughs> to. It's so fucking bizarre. leave Nigeria for this. Like, that's how water in Nigeria. Like, that's the reason why when I talk about, like, 
when I've talked about like the coronavirus and COVID nineteen or whatever, I've like I I say it jokingly, but like Nigerians have um, impeccable immune systems, and that's because their immune systems, since they were born, is used to the water that comes out of yeah, Nigerian put, even put to the test. Yeah, here's the thing: I in America, because in a lot of ways we built a society that's fairly easy for people. Um, you see struggle as a novelty, so now it's like. How can I make something hard to prove that I'm 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 tough, right? And I'm with it. And it's like, you, not raw water. You look fucking stupid. <laughs> Never that. <laughs> I wish someone would offer me raw water. That sounds like I honestly don't even. I don't understand the hype behind behind alkaline water. The only type of water that I really really want to try mm-hmm. is the water from uh, the little blue thing that the dude had in Water Boy. Yo, hundred percent. That shit. I don't know. 100%. They the way that they the way that they made it look, it just looked fucking amazing. I've been chasing that for years. Yeah, man. That shit's probably that should have probably changed your fucking mind. Yeah, man. I do I do enjoy flavor water though. Like I got the little thing from Amazon where you put like the little fruits in the middle mm-hmm. and like it infuses it or whatever. I do enjoy that cuz I mean I'm not going to front like you know they're like well you if you're an adult then you're like fuck you. I don't care to drink water. Water is not like people will like tell you like, like the same way with salads. People will tell you oh yo water is just so delicious and salads is like you know if you if you're an adult like you just love it like I just you don't fucking love it. You've grown accustomed to it. The same way people have grown accustomed to beer, but you don't you're not going to sit here and lie to me and tell me that you enjoy you know what water. Guys, you know what those people are doing that? They're doing that because they're trying to convince themselves that what they're doing is right. Yes, because you know damn well that salad ain't getting you. Those. Exactly, man. You know, that's, fucking da- that's why you're over here. Oh, you're eating a steak. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That goes into your gut and it putrefies. <laughs> well, lucky for me, I'll take a shit and it'll be out of there, won't it? <laughs> well, I eat, I eat I eat organic salads every day, and like you, and you're cranky as fuck by three o'clock. Exactly. Over here ruining my day. <laughs> I hate when people say, oh, yeah, I love vegetables. No, the fuck you don't. Nobody loves vegetables. There are some people who do love vegetables. I, I can see that, right? The, okay. But they don't take, like, like, vegetables are not delicious. Chicken is delicious. Now, there are some vegetables that are pretty fucking good. What? Which one? Uh, I fucking love beans. They're pretty good. Um, like, after you, like, spruce them up and whatnot. Carrots are pretty good. Sweet carrots are good. Really? Onions, like, but I'm I'm not talking about like in something. I'm talking about by themselves. Oh, by themselves? Oh, yeah. no, nah, baby, they ain't fruit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bro, fruit gets invited everywhere. Yeah, fruit that's okay. Okay, because I, I, you know, for the this this whole time, I'm like, we've been on the same page just for everything, and now that's why I was like looking at you, like, really, like you just like okay. fucking raw. Here's the thing. <sighs> People talk about vegetables because. We got kind of low self esteem. They know what I was seriously because you. You've never got to convince people to eat fruit. <laughs> right. Like, you've never been like, you want right. a pineapple? I'll oh, get that shit the fuck out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see that. Like, you... D- Fruit's fucking delicious. You, you yeah, will, I guarantee man. you, outside of an allergy, you will not find someone out there who is just like, if I see a fucking fruit, I'll stab somebody. <laughs> now, Brussels sprouts fucking suck. Yeah, and man. everyone knows it. Yeah. My mom, she used to get me, bro. She, she would uh, try to get like expand our diets. Yeah. So she'd be like, we're going to try Brussels sprouts just once. You'll never have it again. First off, I don't think we should eat that because it all, it's literally smells like ass as you're cooking it. Yeah. Then you eat it and it's just this horrible taste. And then like you, then I would like Google recipes because I love cooking. Yeah. And Brussels sprouts don't get invited to shit unless bacon's with them. 
If Bacon don't show up, because you know he just come in here and be tripping and yeah, his funky yeah. ass don't be showering. <laughs> if Bacon ain't with him, we ain't fucking with it. <laughs> yeah, dude, vegetables. I like, I, I like Brussels sprouts. I like Brussels sprouts the them. way my wife cooks them. Because whatever she... I, I guarantee someone else is invited to the party. It ain't just Brussels sprouts. Oh, definitely not. Never. Like, exactly. I wouldn't, like, that's, like, that's, all, that's how I feel about all vegetables, though. Like, you have to spruce them up. In order, and then if you spruce them up enough, it's like, are they really as healthy as, like, we're claiming that they are? Okay. Because I'm not eating all of these vegetables by themselves. They taste. They don't taste good. But if you put enough in them, it, it just like, you know, like those fancy $15, $20 salads. You throw, like, strawberries and cranberries and chicken and you know, drown it in, in yeah. salad dressing and it tastes fucking good, but it's not going to taste good if you just eat it the way it is. Yeah. You need, it definitely needs help. Yeah. It's not a strong move. I also, I don't know. It's such a, those, that kind of attitude, right? Well, I'm over, I'm over here showing you how fucking good I am. Yeah. Right. But secretly, I hate this. Could you please give me a piece? I'll say no, but you put it on a <laughs> napkin and throw it. <laughs> yeah, dude. And like for the first time in like human history, We've yeah. reached a point where people can say, I don't want to eat that for no other reason than they can. Yeah. That has never fucking existed. Yeah, definitely didn't exist. Bro, no, back yeah. in caveman days, it was like, we eating everything. Right. <laughs> if one of y'all died, that's it for you. <laughs> we ain't going to let you go to waste. Like, we have to fucking eat everything. Now, pe- <laughs> you thing, look delicious, matter of fact. The thing that gets me is like, when people like, I don't, I don't understand how people don't fuck with milk. I love milk. Milk is my jam. Fucking love it. Sue me. It's so thick. Don't give a fuck. I fucks with it. I love thick shit. I like my milk like I like she my said. women. Thick as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Son. That gets me every time, bro. <laughs> but no, nah, like I like milk because one, I grew up drinking it. You're right. And then two, especially when I started playing football, um, milk is tremendous because it has like so the thing about diets that people don't understand. Is you can't you have to understand your body first, mm-hmm. and then you have to understand like nutrition, right? So like the food pyramid that we have is fucked up because remember the old pyramid where bo- where grains and shit were at the bottom. Yeah, that's actually what's fucking up a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So the thing about carbohydrates that fucks up a lot of people is that when it's in your body and it breaks down, it turns into sugar. So if you're diabetic, that fucks you up. Your pancreas is going crazy. On top of that, um, things like gluten are fucking up with people, which I got a theory about gluten because none of this none of this shit was going off until motherfuckers stopped eating it. You feel right, me? Right, right. But it can cause like a lot of inflammation. That's really what fucks people up. Mm. And if you notice with most diets, so like the vegan diet, the paleo diet, whatever that bitch on Instagram has, <laughs> most of them are the same thing. It's like, hey, cut out the bullshit and you'll be okay. But people don't want to hear that. Right. They want to sit there and go, that was mostly cool, but can you talk about the carrots? No one fucking likes them. <laughs> All right? <laughs> it's not the star of the day. What if we boil it and put it in a bun? Bitch, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking lying. <laughs> you fucking lying. <laughs> See, that's a, that's a brand in itself. Like uh, somebody somebody who just tells you the truth. Like when it comes to like the, the like dietary habits. Like if there was like a, a, a trainer on like Instagram, mm-hmm. which is like, bitch, you fucking lying. Yeah. Like about a, a carrot and a bun. Yeah. I feel like that person would have a lot more followers and was like, you're not going to fucking lose and lose, get these fucking six pack abs yeah. by going on a paleo diet. That's mm-hmm. not how you do it. Yeah. I feel like that's, that doesn't do it. Yeah. But what the fuck you just said, I feel like that's like a real thing. That yeah. might be my marketing background coming up. No, straight up. Like another thing is too, like, 
one of the things about life is that like we've made struggle like a novelty mm -hmm. to the point where you don't realize it's a necessity. Mm -hmm. So anything you want in life, whether you want to lose weight, you want to start a business, you want to rap, you want to do anything in life, you have to accept the bullshit that comes with it. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand that if it's awesome, you're going to have to struggle to get it because no one's going to fucking give it to you. Right. And especially with weight loss, one of the things you see is immediately what do people go do? I'm going to go buy some fat burners. I'm going to go to GNC. I'm going to get mask in or I'm gonna get some protein. And it's like, none of that shit works. Right. Except steroids. <laughs> Those definitely fucking work. <laughs> I, dude, one point I was, I actually, uh, I accidentally took steroids. Yeah. So when you go to GNC and you see a supplement and it goes, this boost testosterone, mm -hmm. that's either 500% bullshit or 1000% steroids. There is no fucking <laughs> in between. But that's what steroids are. They're, they fucking boost your, uh, your, te your testosterone right. and your, your testosterone levels. Right. So I go in there and I'm taking this shit. It just comes in this random blue bottle. But I was like, man, my piss is like Mountain Dew yellow. What the fuck? And then like I was and I was eating crazy healthy boy like I was eating oats and beets. That's what'll fuck your game up beets. All right. You want to talk about a good vegetable? I will not have anyone say anything bad about beets. I fucking love beets. Dwight Schrute killed beets for me, bro. Um, but I was like never want to have them. I was working out and I was getting stronger. I was like, I'm getting strong. I'm not I'm not tired. This is great. But why the fuck is my hair falling out? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a correlation? <laughs> Didn't fucking care. I was getting jacked, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's uh, That's one of the things about life, man. You got to be an individual in this life. Yeah, my my old roommate, when I was when I was like at SIU and I was like training to be on the football team because it's a D1 school. Yeah. So like he was, he and like all of his boys were on the team. Mm -hmm. So like he, he told me like, he's like, yeah, I'm taking roids or whatever. He's like, he's like, I was like, ain't you scared like your dick gonna shrivel up? He's like, no, that's what you got wrong, man. It's not your dick. It's your balls. And I don't want to have kids, so I don't eat fucking balls. Science. I was like, huh. <laughs> Makes sense. But then he was like, <laughs> one day he was like, hey, some shit is coming out of my nipple. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Dude. He was like, yeah, I'm like lactating, man. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I was like, it's probably on fucking roids, man. No, it's, <laughs> it's probably fucking roids. So uh, I had a friend around that time who actually was taking juice. Yeah. And he's very open about it. We talk about it all the fucking time. Yeah. And here's the thing. Genetically speaking, he was already like top of the pyramid. Like he was a Marine and all this shit, gotcha. bro. He was jacked. <laughs> and then he was like, I take, I take, I take steroids. And I'm like, okay. Then he like, as I, and I fucked up and I went and worked out with him. Yeah. And that should have been a signal too. Cause I was kind of keeping up with him. Yeah. I'm like, this shouldn't be happening. <laughs> um, but he was telling me, he's like, you would be surprised at how many people do steroids. Yeah. Especially athletes. Um, because like most, like Brian, hundred percent, hundred percent. Have you, have you ever seen a documentary called Icarus? No, dude. It is about the Russians in the 2014 Sochi Olympics. They had a state sponsored doping ring, but it wasn't just for that Olympics. They've been doing this since like ever. And basically what it is, is the Russian government helps give their athletes steroids to perform better in the Olympics, because the thing about the Olympics is it is a world war with no bodies. Mm -hmm. Essentially, what you're doing is we're Team America. These are our uniforms. Get ready to eat our dick in gymnastics. Right. <laughs> you're basically there to show that you're a very dominant country. Right. Right. So then you see after 2014, after they did really good, in the Olympics What's the first thing Putin did. Is that Crimea just sitting there? <laughs> I think he needs some company. <laughs> <laughs> but like. 
steroid use and here's the thing about steroids is they're not necessarily bad if you know what you're doing right and i wouldn't advocate that like if you're weak go take steroids because then you're building towards an injury but like the way he lifts he's a very professional guy and even the guys who use steroids are very professional because you could fuck yourself up yeah but one of the things about them is you take them and then you have to take an estrogen blocker or you will get bitch tits Mm -hmm. on top of that you have to like you cannot fuck around in your diet not at all like so if you're taking like hgh that's a human growth hormone, which means everything you'll grow. Your hands will grow, your face will grow, your heart will grow. So you got to take things for like kidney support, and then you have to cycle off those things. Whenever you hear about these guys having steroid-related heart attacks and things of that nature, they never got off the juice. Mm. Dude, you're only supposed to be on juice for like two or three months. Yeah. Then you get, like, here's the thing. You, you test your T levels before you hop on. Then you like and the guys who do juice. It's not like they just met some guy at the gym named Randy. He's like, I got you got the money. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like they're going to fucking doctors. Like there yeah, are yeah. fucking doctors who are like, I can get you jacked. And they, they they're fucking testing themselves. And then like if something goes wrong, they get out that shit. You're supposed you're not supposed to take that shit forever. That being said, uh, really, I miss my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I, honestly, I think I think God intended for me not to have hair because I mean, the, uh, early early hair, early hair, like balding or whatever. It, when did you start bald? Starts bald around twenty, but it, it runs in my family. Like or my my uncle, my grandfather, like they because it's a maternal trait. Did he? Uh, did anyone ever keep it real with you when you was a kid? Did anyone ever just walk up to you and be like, "Hey, you know, enjoy it." My uncle did. He used to tell me, he's like, it's coming for you. Don't worry about it. Because I used to, I used to clown him. Cause like, so, like, I'm the oldest grandchild, right? And he's the youngest child. So, like, me and him are kind of close in age. Okay. So, like, I used to be like, yo, you bald motherfucker. Like, hey, like, why don't you have no hair? you like 25, man. Right? And he's like, it's coming for you. Don't worry about it. And just, then. Just wait on it. When I first got to Oakwood, I had locks. But yeah. I didn't have no hair right here. So, like. The re- the only reason why I kept them was because first of all I started growing my locks because I knew that balding was coming for me like because I, I had braids before that yeah and like uh, the girl told me she was like yo you kind of thinning out a little bit right here like I can still do something with it but you thinning out and I was like eighteen at the time Ooh. so like at like twenty I'm like let me grow my hair back because I know that it's coming for me mm-hmm. I started to grow my hair back and I it was thin right there mm-hmm. and like as my hair got longer it like just kind of like evaporated right. And the reason why I kept it was because I got it long enough where I could put the top in the ponytail mm-hmm. and you couldn't see the ball spot. Mm. Only reason why I cut it was because I was tired of living a lie. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, was, I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> that, dog, that is, that's the realest shit. Here's the thing. Cause I remember when I was going bald, right? Yeah. My mom, she said something. She was like, "You're thinning out in the back," and I knew it was coming for me. Cause once again, my uncle Dex from Brooklyn, yeah, he was like, "I don't want to go. You want to keep them hats, boy? Cause uh, it's gonna get it's gonna get chilly." I was like, "What you talking about? Top of your dome? <laughs> yeah, rock them braid locks while you can, brother. <laughs> it's coming for you." So like, I it was like, okay, you know, cousin Dex hasn't lied before. I knew right, it was right, coming. Right. So I had long hair and shit like that. And when it started thinning, um, I was like. Going through this thing, like, okay, so when do I shave it? And then my fiance sent me a picture of a male lace front wig that night shaved it. <laughs> was I she said. serious or was she trolling you? Because um, I, I told her, because that's when I had figured out that what I had been doing. And I was like, yeah, I think I was doing this. And then, like, I, it became noticeable. Because here's yeah, yeah. the thing there are signs when you're going bald. 
And like when people say things to you, it might make you feel bad, but it's because they care about you. Right, right. Because uh, when you finally do shave your head, you're going to have a lot of people come up to you like, my nigga. <laughs> Thank God you did it today because I couldn't stand looking at your ugly ass one more time. We can all see that shit in the back of you. So here's the thing. Like, you go to the barber and there's this constant thing where it comes to the edge up and they just keep. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay, we got something. I don't, like, she showed me that and I was like. Nah, let me just Because here's the thing about being bald One thing I love about being bald is One, I am now an indefinable age I'm either 25 or 50 Fair I go into Home Depot and people naturally assume I know what I'm doing Which is a perfect <laughs> opportunity to give them bad advice right. Do you know what light bulbs are? Yeah, yeah. right over there by the bandsaw Alright, you're going to get a 37 watt Alright And then when you're done Because of new regulations You need a spatial uh, hydrator that's on aisle six. That's about a half a click that way. And they're like, thank you so much. Oh, my God. Right? And the thing about a bald head is it's kind of like this representation of, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, like people just look at you and they go, I got to know what he's doing. Yeah. You can just walk up to people and give them bad advice. Not saying you should. <laughs> but people just believe you. Like you walk in and you go, yeah. it's raining fucking cats and dogs. Yeah, I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Because here's the thing, because when, you, when you're when you wearing the toupees, it's like, because you care. Yeah, yeah. And then one day, it's it's, it's going to happen. You're yeah. going to be in a pool, right? You're going to be trying to flex on your wife that you don't really love in yeah, a convertible. Yeah. And that shit's gone. And then it's just like, whoosh. It's taken from you. And now you have to deal with the shame of our embarrassment or just shave your head and grow a beard and you look like a Navy SEAL. Yeah, man. That's I mean, that's that's basically what I did. Like, my beard started growing in. Like, or I had always had like a little chin strap mm-hmm. since probably like high school. Yeah. But like my beard started growing in, like it, it got kind of full, like right around. So my, I, I cut my hair like 20, 22. Mm-hmm. My beard started growing in at like 24. So like between 22 and 24 was kind of a rough patch because I had like a low hair cut, but I didn't have a full beard. And like women love a bald dude with a full beard. Yeah. But like if you don't have the full beard, like they kind of like. You know, it's it's kind of like you're like a half a man almost. It's like, I oh my god, he's got cancer. Leave him alone. If he yeah, <laughs> if he has a beard, you know he's not going through chemo. Okay, that's yeah. the sign. That shit, that shit was kind yeah, of painful. Dude. So yeah. once I once I finally got it, I was like, oh. See, I your genetics it. came through. Mine, they they taking a while. I, when I shaved, I was like, I barely had a stash. Yeah. So I was like, I, I still gotta, don't really have a stash for real. So I barely had a stash. I had a little bit of chin stuff going on, but like I looked like a fucking Mister. I was like, oh, you look like a Mister Potato Head. <laughs> But then here's the thing. I get milked it. But here's the thing, man. Then you go to the gym, you got that sweat rolling off, you look at the rock, and people are like, oh my God, is he- <laughs> Excuse me, you should kill Neil. <laughs> Why? Why, yes, I. People, that was one thing that was weirded me out is people started to naturally assume I was either in the military, a cop, or I used to play fullback for them. Like, people would be like in Walmart, like, hey, oh, you're not Terry, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, who the fuck is Terry? <laughs> Oof. It does. I think it naturally makes you look like more swole though. Like having having like a bald head. It does. Like it just. It. I. I, f- I feel like I don't know if it's the way I walk or just. Yeah. Like it just. It make. It makes you look like you're more muscular than you are. It, I dude, it. it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a statement. Yeah. And then here's the thing: as a black dude, you really shouldn't be worried about going bald because like all the coolest black guys are fucking bald. Exactly. Like Jordan was bald. Fucking Shaq is bald. Yeah. Man. <laughs> LeBron just won't give it up though. He won't. Here's the man. thing: that's what that. Okay. That is the one thing that is stopping LeBron, in my opinion, from being the greatest of all time. <laughs> I guarantee you he's had friends and family and close people pull him to the side like, 
we see the posters. <laughs> and Photoshop is nice. But we also see the games, my man. <clears throat> and the, the Bible speaks of the parting of the Red Seas. <laughs> Enjoy Space Jam too, man. <laughs> like... Cause that like that's just like the ultimate like thing. You just you shave your head. It's like I don't give a fuck. Because that's like that's the Jesus Christ. If you would just, <laughs> no, you would just let it go. The thing is, is that LeBron. If LeBron has taught me anything, is that none of these like hair plugs, like the sprays. No, none of it. The, all, none of that works because LeBron has fucking buku money. Yeah. If LeBron can't hide his balding. <laughs> There's no fucking hope for me. Nothing. Like, people have told me to put pine salt on my head. Like, you know, take the uh, biotin pills. Yeah. Like, not, LeBron, I'm sure LeBron has tried all of that. I've seen him put a fucking wig on. Like, I've seen him <laughs> with the little the little piece because when he was playing ball, the shit kind of slid back a little bit. And Ooh. Anthony Davis was like, hey, yo, hey, fix that shit. So, it's like, I know that if LeBron can't get it right, like, I make, like, Point zero 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 one percent of what yeah. he makes. So if he can't get it, if he ain't found it, and he's been able to find the fountain of youth. He, well, so if he can't find a way to keep his hair on his head, mm-hmm. there's no hope for me, man. Yeah, it's so sad to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you I you fucking love see. it though because you hate. To, here's the thing: thing. I miss how guys went bald in the seventies. In the seventies, when you went bald, you could either just like shave the it. Cut. But no, they would have the fro on the side. Yeah. But be, like, just, I'm like, respect. <laughs> White guys still do that. Black guys don't do that. Here's anymore. the thing. If you do that, you have to be an Uncle Phil type. You have to be an academic. Yeah, man. what that says is like, I'm so smart that I don't have time <laughs> to shave my head because I'm too busy being smart. The <laughs> fact that you can see the top of my dome is because my brain is protruding from the top of my head. Did I mention I listen to NPR? <laughs> would you like an ascot? <laughs> 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 oh shit! <laughs> hey, have you ever seen like? Have you ever noticed like Uncle Phil used to like line up the like little like half Afro type like George Jefferson didn't give a fuck, no not a flying frog but Uncle Phil used to like line it up like. That's really, but to line your hair all the way back here. Yeah, that's bold as fuck, bro. Yeah, and then like the thing about it too is one of those things where like girls, we accept that we don't understand how their beauty works, and we just go like for women wearing fake hair is just like that's what you do. Yeah, right. I remember when I first started dating my fiance, and I started watching these beauty videos. Yeah, and the girl would be like, she'd be playing in a fro, and let me show you how I did this, and she would take it would all just go, and I'm like, yeah. you. <laughs> The fuck, <laughs> scandalous! <laughs> then you watch the makeup tutorials, and it's like there's some they're Navy SEALs. You're all yeah. beautiful Navy SEALs <laughs> trying to get somebody. I can't. I don't trust now. Then oh, now I can spot a bad wig, and it's the worst thing in the world. I, I hate that I can I can figure that out now. Bad wigs, uh, body by a uh, waist trainers. Oh yeah, eyebrows. Like I hate that my wife has made me watch all these fucking videos, and now. I can just spot a fraud from like a mile away. And here's away. the worst part. Because you're a big, bald, black guy, you can't just... Because sometimes I just want to walk up and be like, look, I ain't trying to get at you, but you don't have any real friends in your life. I can see where your wig is splitting. You got to fill those nails and what the <laughs> fuck is on your eyes. I'm only saying because I care. Jesus loves you. And then you got to walk away. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you don't act that Jesus loves you in there, then it doesn't make sense. Oh no, and she's still probably gonna shoot you. Yeah, you know, that's just like how that. it goes. It's, it's the world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next? What's the future? Do you got any more projects lined up? I mean, because you say that you're not really interested in having a rap career. So if it comes, it comes. So then, what are you most interested in doing? So, I'm a creative by nature, right? So, don't you have like a creative company? What's it called again? Free Dope Creative. Ooh, yeah. What is Free Dope Creative? Free Dope Creative. Free Dope Creative is a platform for black creatives and black entrepreneurs. So, like, that's, like, my my project child. Like, that's, like, my baby. That's what I hope to be working on full-time in the next three to five years. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, right now we're working on, like, a platform um, for black businesses, um, like a marketplace of black businesses. Mm -hmm. Um. But it, it is really more for, I don't want to say it's more for creatives. We started off with just being solely for creatives and eventually expanded to entrepreneurs. But we do kind of want to get back to the creative side. So ideally what we want to create is like a black YouTube. Not a black YouTube, but almost like a... Your own a, network, essentially. Yeah. Well, like like if you, if you have like content that you want to put out there, but you don't want to try and ship it off to like... TNT or whatever like you want to like put it out there yourself and make your own money off of it mm -hmm. like if you put up your own money like we're trying to build a platform big enough where you can put your stuff on that platform and then like you know get the proceeds of it so like mm. and that's kind of like the that's kind of like part of like the realms that I'm trying like I want to get into screenwriting like I have an idea for like a, a, a black office like <laughs> the office is my favorite show of all time but like a, a black version of the office but like mm -hmm. in a call center environment because that is <laughs> that is my that's my background so it's like I've seen so much shit I could write at least a good four seasons of that shit oh man we may have to talk after this yeah yeah we should definitely talk about this yeah like I'm have you ever written a script before I've written scripts for like music videos because I remember you did us a huge solid and you were in that project way way back yeah that shit was you wild had me smoking an e-cigarette yeah yeah I remember that I'm so sorry you were in that <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I've 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 written I've written like ideas I've written scripts for like music videos, mm -hmm. but like not like a full script like that doesn't include music. But mm -hmm. like I've written like plays and stuff in my in my younger days. But I want to get like into like cause and I want to get into songwriting. But essentially, mm -hmm. I, I want to be like a full time creative. Like if I want to make some music, I make some music. If I want to write a show, I write a show. Mm -hmm. If I want to you know write like a series, I write a series. But I want if I want to take pictures today, like you know, and yeah, take some dope ass pictures. Like I want to be able to like. Just do all of that creative shit because I and I literally enjoy all of that shit. I'm not, not to say that I'm the greatest at all of it, but if I'm a full time creative, like if I have something that's like paying the bills, I can kind of master all of those things eventually. Yo, but. science. That's the one thing I like about like, <laughs> but it's true. So the one thing I like about like truly creative people, right, is yeah. like when you study people. So there was this guy uh, I did a project on. His name was Brise, mm -hmm. and he was a photographer in France in like the nineteen early nineteen hundreds, turn of the century. He was a Hungarian immigrant, and he was so in love with France that he would go out at night and he would take pictures of just like landmarks. He's a pioneer of nighttime photography, and also hookers. Took a lot of pictures <laughs> of hookers. That was most of his work, and his whole thing was he was I'm here to capture the truth of the night. Yeah, but what I thought was dope about his career is like. He was like, I like pictures, but I also like sculpture. I also like this. And, like, he he found ways to, like, get himself in a different kind of shit. Mm. And I feel like as a creative or just in general as a person, that's how you should be living because yeah. shit can get stale. Yeah. Like, if you if you can't, you look, you marry your wife. You don't have to marry your ideas right, in your job. Right, right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. 
Like you should always have at least some point in your life, especially when you're young and you don't have kids where it's yeah. like, you know what? I'm sick of this shit. Let's try something different. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll do some ecstasy today. I don't fucking know. I really do want to, before I die, I want to try shrooms once. Like it, it took a lot out of me to take an edible. But yeah. once I did, I was like, wait, there's like more levels to this. Okay. Here's, I don't like edibles. That's really? the one thing I don't like about the new legalizations of marijuana because you have people who haven't trained and haven't been deep in the murky waters of smoking marijuana, mm-hmm. hopping straight to edibles. Now when, now, when you smoke it, you take a hit and you go, I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool. Okay, we're there. There you go. You can't we're, control that. We're good. Right? An edible is like um, a nice guide or someone who works. It's like going to Chick-fil-A. It's like, hi, how you doing, Brandon? Nice mm-hmm. to meet you. Here's her goodness. Dude. A fucking edible is like being on a spaceship. <laughs> it just takes you, and there's yeah. nothing you can do. And it's like, yeah. guess what? We're gonna be here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but I have buckle some, the fuck in. But I have my spin class. <laughs> shh, no, shh, no spin class. No spin class today. You're done. You're fucking done. Um, no, that's real. No, I. I've, I mean, I smoked for like three or four years before I tried an edible. So, um. The first edible I had was fucking trippy, cause like first I would I wasn't I hadn't they were like oh there's a dosage to this and I'm like you don't just eat the whole thing fuck yeah. no it's <laughs> like you start off with a half and it's gonna take about forty five minutes and when it happened it was so crazy because I was used to like everything that came with it like like the smell the yeah. eyes you eat an edible it's just like you're walking and then all of a sudden you're just like it I want to watch Discovery Channel and then boom it's on you <laughs> and it's like yeah. yeah. I can function. <laughs> yeah, but no. like, um, as far as other, have you ever tried any other drugs? Have you ever wanted to try other drugs? The only, the only thing I've ever cared about, only other one that I, I think I'm, I might be eventually trying is shrooms. I'm not, because I'm not, honestly like even like in in my peak of smoking, I probably smoked once or twice a week. Like, I was need. never like a big smoker. Yeah, so you need. Yeah, I never got the whole. Let's do this every day. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, the to me the dumb part about it, science. <laughs> <laughs> the dumb part about it is that you build a tolerance, and then you have to smoke. Like I have friends who smoke like two and three blunts at a time in order to get high. I don't need to do that. I get four puffs in my system, and I'm fucking good. But here's the thing too: there's also this thing of like, why are you doing this every day? Yeah. Like if you're doing anything every day outside of drinking water. Like some like things that benefit you. Like yeah. if you're like if you're drinking every day or you're smoking every day, what are you covering up for there, Chief? Yeah. You need to have some fucking moderation, <laughs> man. <laughs> that sounds like me in the fucking pandemic because that's when I started hitting the edibles hard. I was probably taking edibles like three, four, but it's literally because I had nothing else to do. I was like, I'm so fucking bored. This is I can't go anywhere, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize like how much I enjoyed interaction with people until the pandemic. Yeah, but like I was taking edible. Like I found a dealer. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, we, like, you know, we make the cookies and the brownies. And then eventually she started like she started like selling the gummies and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, like I cop from her like once a week. And mm-hmm. I just go through whatever she gave me once that week and then I cop from her again. But it was like, I was taking like three, four times a week. And it's like, this isn't really me. Yeah. And the reason why I stopped was because the last 420, I fucking OD'd, which I didn't know that you could do. On you OD'd on marijuana. How, what do you explain? What do you mean? How? <laughs> this is the thing, right? So I didn't know that you didn't OD on mirror because I've never done it before. Like I've I've had like 
one other time I, it made me throw up but I did like I wasn't like I had a, I just got too fucking high thing was it was right around 420 yeah she didn't tell anybody that she had made the batch stronger than the batch that she usually she makes let people know that yeah yeah so it's like I've taken a full one before and I've been fine I usually only take a half because I don't want to be super high I oh, just want to be high enough oh you met the dragon yeah. <laughs> exactly so I take I took a full one mm-hmm <laughs> And I'm like, yo, you know, I've taken the full one before. It's fine. I'm going to get a little higher than I used to. It's 420. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So I took the full one. And then like two, three hours later, I'm like, y'all feel funny. I'm going to go to sleep. And I go to sleep. And I'm seeing all type of fucking psychedelic colors. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right. So I'm waking up. And I go to the bathroom. And then I'm still seeing these psychedelic colors. And all of a sudden, I'm throwing up. And I don't realize I'm throwing up. And I was like, all right. So this is fucking trippy. So then my wife comes in there. And she's like, yo, what's wrong with you? And I was like, yo, I think I'm too high. And she's <laughs> like, this is the reason why I don't like smoke. This is why I don't like weed. It's like... <laughs> So then I'm like, well, I'm literally walking around the house like a zombie, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm looking at all of my movements. Like, I'm slow as fuck. Yeah. So I'm sweating profusely, right? Holy so shit. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the, I'm going to yeah. take a shower. And I'm like, I'm going I'm to calm down. Mm-hmm. I took a cold shower. Mm-hmm. I'm sweating in the shower uh-huh. under cold water. Uh-huh. So I'm like, yeah, this can't be. So now I just, I try and fall asleep. She's like, I take all my clothes off because I'm sweating. Like she puts the, I'm sweating, but I'm cold as fuck. What? Right. So I'm like under the I'm like under the covers and I'm sweating profusely, but I'm cold. I'm like shivering. Yeah. I'm like yeah. Like I really just don't. And then of course this is in the pandemic, so I'm like I hope there wasn't COVID in these brownies. <laughs> like, <laughs> like is this what COVID feels like? I'm Enjoy like, your yeah. new immune system. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I took probably like a smooth six months off of like I was like at first I was like I'm never taking heritable again. Yeah. Then you know, I'm so like, I think somebody. there was. It sounds like there may have been something else in that. Fucking That's what thing. the fuck I thought, man. Because what you're describing, that sounds like you may have actually tried mushrooms or some shit. <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, they, maybe she put like some fucking meth in here or something, because this doesn't feel like just weed. Anymore. Yeah, I, but you uh, know, I asked, I asked my dude, she was like, no, like, I mean, we did make it a little bit stronger, but. Oh, yeah, no, you you met the fucking dragon. Yeah, man. yeah, that shit was tough. Um, I th- marijuana is interesting to me. Because of like obviously the medicinal benefits that yeah. like everyone harps on, which I do think they're real, but I also kind of think that like all drugs should just be fucking legal. All of them. All of them. All of them. There's a couple of like heroin. Don't care. Crack. Those meth. are those are illegal. Those are already legal. Heroin is legal. It's called uh fucking opioids. Meth. It's legal. It's called Adderall. These things are legal. They just have brand names. See, these are the drugs yeah. that went to college and now no one questions them. <laughs> Those drugs are already legal, right? But I think, like, so are you familiar with what they've done in Portugal? With what? In Portugal. Are you familiar with what they've done with their drug policy? Mm-mm. Dude, Portugal has one of the most progressive drug policies on the planet. So what mm-hmm. they did was they didn't legalize, but they decriminalized all drugs. And then instead of taking people who, like, may be addicted to heroin or meth and throwing them in jail, which isn't going to help them, you give them clean places to shoot up and you give them mental therapy, you give them mental health mm. uh, therapies. And then what they're finding is that when you take away the stigma and you stop fucking judging people and you make people feel more welcome to not say like it's okay to do drugs, but it's okay to seek help. We're not going to fucking throw you in jail. Mm. They're actually seeing like, you know, the number of addicts decreasing, the number of drug use mm. decreasing. Cause another thing is these things are attractive because they're illegal. Right. Right. Like cocaine in the seventies. is like, Oh man, you know, Greg has some coke. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Look at them, like movie stars. Holy <laughs> fuck. Right? And then you take it and obviously it makes you feel good, but rather than understanding like, okay, this isn't something you do every day and understanding like 
your own emotions and life and dealing with that shit. If you just do it every day, it'll fuck your life up. Right, right. And because of the stigma, where do you get help? Right. Yeah, I think they all should be legal. Isn't it in Oregon or something? I think they decriminalized everything in Oregon. Yeah. Now the problem is, if we are if we do legalize everything, we're gonna have a rough few years. Oh, absolutely. Because that's when you have the guy who's like, I always wanted to try that heroin. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you're gonna have people fucking up, but I think after like the the novelty of it goes away, kind of like when alcohol went away, yeah. right? People were like, "Cause back, dude, before alcohol went away, people were just getting drunk and fighting in the streets. It yeah, was a yeah. real problem." But then they were like, "That can go away. We'll be fucking responsible." Yeah, with it. Yeah. yeah, and then like I think that's also one of the biggest expenditures in like the country is like the war on drugs, and then it disproportionately fucks with black people and people of color yeah, and keeps yeah, those yeah. neighborhoods fucked up. And it's a fruitless war because you can't fight drugs if you're the like no country buys more fucking drugs in America. My God, no, literally, <laughs> that's like <laughs> it's like a bipolar, morbidly obese person. Well, during the daytime, they're like, yes, I eat healthy, I eat salads, I drink Voss water, I have a spin class. But at night, when no one's looking, your ass is in there. Double fist and Oreos. <laughs> you got the DoorDash. You, you was here's the thing, people. You was doing the, the fucking drop it outside the door before this even COVID shit started. <laughs> like you can't be the main Just supplier of your fucking problem. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Nah, that's real. That's real. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Drugs should be legal, but I'm not saying everyone should do them. Right. Uh, uh, okay. The only other one I would possibly try is ecstasy, only because. From what I understand, like that sex on ecstasy is like incredible. You know, it's like what what other levels of sex can you have? So it's like I, I would like that's some to weird see shit right there, dog. Yeah, that's some crazy shit. Yeah, I would I would like to see what sex on ecstasy is like. Cause I mean, honestly, sex on the right edible is I got my different. my rules of drugs are pretty simple. I don't yeah. want to do a drug that someone's ever sucked a dick for. If you live like that, you're you're in a pretty good company, right? No one's sucking dick for ecstasy. No one's sucking dick for marijuana. People do suck dick for heroin. They do suck dick for marijuana. Oh yeah, it's because that's because they don't have jobs. I'm like, what I'm saying. Oh, okay. When I say, I get what you're saying. When I say suck a dick for it, it's like I need this today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. By whatever means necessary. Not yeah. like, well, I don't have any money. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you hang out. No, that's not at all what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the way that your disposition changed It's like well I don't got any money It's like you knew exactly The type of person that you would think about. Bro my That was the thing my brother He used my brother's generous as compared. That's why like, the one thing is like I, I, When I started smoking obviously smoking a group But yeah. I had to stop doing that because like when I smoked my brother He would just invite everybody yeah. And would always be like the girl who never Who never had money for anything yeah. Right and she, they'd have So you invite one girl and that's where you fucked up Because it's not just them when you invite a girl anywhere, think of it as inviting the Marines. She's coming with backup. <laughs> so it'd be like it'd be like one blunt and like twelve heads, and it'd be like, yeah, we're is Chad. Is he gonna let us smoke? Goes hit this real quick, then we're leaving. I'm like, you dirty bitches. <laughs> like then you're leaving. No, 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 no. You That's dirty not how that bitches. <laughs> Ooh, y'all lucky. My mom taught me respect. I'm gonna let it slide. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking, that was always so weird. No, they, they got me once with that. And that was like the last time. Like we had bought, we had bought some weed. We got a blunt and like, the guys like they smoked with us. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, oh yeah, you know, no. she was like, no, just get me. Like we friends, right? Okay, cool. And then like the next time she came over, she brought girls with her. And yeah. I'm like, no, this is not how this works. Yeah. This isn't a, this isn't a buffet. 
No, it's not. And then on top of that, this might sound toxic, whatever. We need even fuck. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not just buying you weed just to buy you weed. Are you fucking crazy? Like, oh, man. My, nothing in this this world is not to say that you are you have to give me sex. No, but what I'm saying is that I'm no longer giving you free. Like, if this is if our if this is our friendship, is this is where we lie? Then this is where we lie. Like, <laughs> I'm not just giving you things just for the sake of giving it to you. Yeah, that was uh, once again one of those supreme differences, brother. Fuck me. Life is crazy. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the only other drugs I've been wanting to try, I've, I've been wanting to try, like, the real, like, crusher soul psychedelics, like DMT and things like that. Because I, I, I did a sensory. I, uh, I got in this point in my life where I like to get stoned and go to hot yoga. It was tremendous. Mm. Very soul crushing. And then yeah. from there, I start. I did a. It was called a sensory deprivation tank. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it's it's like a like a pod or some shit out of Star Wars. Yeah. And it's got just pounds and pounds and pounds of Epsom salt. So you float, and the water's kept at like ninety eight degrees, which is the temperature of your skin. And um, eventually, because it's there's no sound entering, there's no light. And you're floating in this thing. So eventually your body goes, I don't have to worry about the arms. And it becomes your mind floating in water. Yeah. And that shit was crazy. I have no desire to do that. Why not? I'm claustrophobic. Good. Mm. I, I, feel I, like, I feel like I would have like a panic attack. Here's the thing. This is the one thing I had to realize about trips is like when, it, when it's happening, let go. If you fight it, that's when it turns on you. That's I don't think that my mind could let me let go. Like I could try, but I don't think that my mind like eventually is like, nah, nigga, come back, <laughs> come in, we got something for you, it's bro. Like, yeah, that's like the that was one of the weirdest things. When it first started, I started to fight it, but then it's just like you're not in control, just let it happen. And it was tremendous. I got to swim in the ocean. I hung out with some, with some fucking whales. It was it was awesome. I'm, I've heard great things about it, but I just I know how my claustrophobia works. Like. Uh, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that my body would allow me to experience yeah. that the way I'm supposed. Also, to Also, it has to be something like like DMT is like 15 minutes because like I don't have time for shrooms. Where I could be high for eight hours. Yeah. Nigga, I got I got shit to do. <laughs> this was. I've the, heard of DMT. Like that's. I heard this is basically like weed on crack. Like it's just. It's like the experience you have like times like 20. Yeah. So basically, you're. Isn't like a, a chemical or something that's in your brain already? Yes. So some there have been studies on rats. I don't know if they've done any on people where mm-hmm. they found that you create DMT in your mind. And they think it's a chemical that's released when you're about to die yeah. or when you're dreaming. Yeah. Which is uh, basically how a lot of people have described it. I just like it because it's intense and it's only 20 minutes. Mm. Tremendous. I don't have all day. Yeah. I want to do it. All right. <laughs> like, I can't. But I heard it's like hella expensive. Like... Oh yeah, thousand dollars probably probably. Probably. But I think I heard I heard Mike Tyson talking about it on his uh on his podcast. Dog. Then they have like crazier ones like Ibogaine, which like they crazier than DMT. Dude, so in the Amazon and in Central America they have Mm -hmm. these camps that of course white people go to. (laughs) And they're like, I have stress or I'm addicted to heroin. Like they have real issues. And Ibogaine is this I think it's I think it's Ibogaine. I'm pretty sure it is. But essentially, you go there, and there's a shaman. There's a guy who knows what the fuck he's doing, mm-hmm. and he gives you the drug. You're going to trip balls for three days. 
And at the beginning, there's a purge. So when you take it, your body goes, you're trying to fucking kill me. Not today, Bethany. And you vomit. <laughs> like projectile vomit yeah, for like yeah, yeah. hours. And basically, you're purging your system. Yeah. Then you have the most insane psychedelic trip for three fucking days. Like they had a camera crew. I think Nat Geo did a documentary on that. Camera crew go follow them. Like people are fucking flailing. Yeah. They're like, the, turn the lights out. Put that guy down because he can't handle it. Yeah. But then they all come out the other side. And they're just like, there have been people who have been able to like, you know, kick like heavy, like mental addictions, literal addictions. And there are a lot of guys with like PTSD go down there and they come out with like a better understanding of life. And yeah. like they go on to live more positive lives. So I'm like, oh, there might be something to it. But yeah. once again, I ain't got three days. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I've seen I wanted I can't remember what show maybe it was Narcos mm-hmm. it was either Narcos or Snowfall it was some show I was watching that that experience you're talking about that's what they did and I feel like I didn't know like that's what it was but now that I'm like now that you, the way you described it was exactly what happened in the show yeah drugs are fantastic it's my whole goal in life I want to give a high school commencement speech because I feel like you remember your high school commencement speech fuck no of course no because that guy wasn't telling you the truth where do you get up there my name is General Whatever, and if you work hard and believe, you can build yeah. a fort just like me. You know I mean? I'm showing up. All right, let me tell you how this really is. Guess right. what? These motherfuckers you in here with in 10 years, not going to give a shit what they're doing. <laughs> You're not going to give a fuck what they thought about you. Right. All right? Guess what? You guys need to try some stuff. Right? Maybe you're at a party. There's a girl with pink hair. She's hot. She's having some ecstasy. <laughs> you fucking do that ecstasy. Okay? Now it's a 50-50 shot. Ladies. I wouldn't take drugs from dudes. You can get R. Kelly. But guys, <laughs> worst thing can happen to you is you get Cardi B. And you're walking away from that one. You can get Especially a new in college. Oh, yeah. You can get a new wallet. As long as you take kidney, you're good. Right? Fuck it, man. Maybe you got to suck a dick. <laughs> I'm not just talking to the girls either. There's some of you dudes in here. You need to figure that out now. <laughs> don't, don't repress it. Then go start a family. Now you're sneaking off at four in the morning talking about, I need to go jogging. <laughs> Getting caught in a fucking glory hole next to a Chuck E. Cheese in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> you gotta come home and talk to your kids. Well, you, mommies and daddies have feelings, and sometimes their feelings might not be perceived as normal. <laughs> oh, shit. Holy shit. Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the truth. J. Edgar There's Hoover. no way you just came up with that. No, think well, I, I study a lot of history. So J think about this. If J. Edgar Hoover could have just sucked a dick in peace, the world would be so much better. But he had to hide that. So what does he do? He starts the FBI. Now he's like, I have this secret. I'm gonna learn yours. <laughs> then he starts doing weird shit. Like, you know that they you know how they spied on Martin Luther King? Who? The FBI used to spy on Martin Luther King. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tremendous. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. If that guy could have just sucked a dick, he wouldn't be over here like, who's Dr. King fucking his wife? <laughs> He'd have been like, we'd be legal. They'd have found that Lindbergh baby in the country. <laughs> we probably would never have worn drugs, but this guy just can't do it. <laughs> it's fucking ruined us. It's fucking terrible. Oh, oh shit. shit. We've been out here for two hours, brother. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. we're deeper than we're here. Mm. Facts. Oh man, um, how do people get at you? How do people reach? Or do you do you fucking care if people reach you? Yeah, you can reach me at Love Kunle, uh, L O V E, K U N L E. I've been like rebranding myself, so 
like self love is like my thing now. So I felt like I, I I learned I learned like how to how I wanna like look at life in general, mm. like very late in life. So like love is like kinda like the, the basis of everything. Like self love, love for yourself, like under like love for yourself, love for other people, someone uh, in, important to think of put yourself first. Shit mm-hmm. like that. Like it's really not as deep as I'm probably making it sound no. but yeah, you don't sound pretentious man. because like a lot of people think of self love is deep. It's a spiritual connection. Yeah. Your chakra is your root, and these crystals. I'm like, okay, we're just trying to yeah. sell something. <laughs> right, damn it. You couldn't just yeah. be nice. <laughs> I knew there was some shit to right. it. Yeah. So yeah, love Kunle. Um, my business, Freed Up Creative. There's no e at the end of creative. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's really all I got. Oh man, on. do we have anything? You got a lot of stuff cooking, but nothing coming out soon. I'm thinking about dropping a three pack. So I, like I said, I have introversion that I've been working on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's supposed to come out in the summer. Um, but I have like two or three records that I don't think are gonna. They just don't fit with that song with that vibe. So mm-hmm. I think I might drop them just like as their own because they're. I think that they're good records. Yeah. So okay. I've been reworking them, seeing if I can like maybe throw a feature on there or whatever. But I might drop those either at the end of this month or maybe mm-hmm. next month. Okay. I appreciate you calling me out on social media, though. Hey, man. You know that I mean, shit bro. was... Cr- I was like... I, I was on my phone. It was like, Kunle sent you a message. And I'm like, the fuck this nigga was? <laughs> 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 like, because here's the thing. Because like, we, we, we really didn't like talk like this before. And yeah. I'm like, this nigga probably in a multi-level shit. He's probably like, do you want to learn how to make $1,000 just sitting on your ass in the crib? <laughs> I got a training for you. But he was like... Y'all, this dude need to let me on the podcast. Oh yeah, you too. And I'm like, I'd be, for, I'd be forgetting you're in Atlanta, bro. Yeah, I'd, be for, I'd be forgetting you're in Atlanta, man. Most people don't. Most people don't. I'd be forgetting. Pay, pay attention to the fact that I'm in Atlanta. So. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of slid in here, and then I was like, I was like real low key. Outside of the people that I knew in Atlanta before I moved back, like mm-hmm. I don't really be, I don't really be out for real, for real. Clout has so. to change. It's about to. It's gonna need to if you want your business to grow. If you yeah, want your man. music to pop, you gotta, you gotta. So go have you heard of the, uh, the, the gathering spot? Mm-mm. Gathering Spot is basically like a, a black country club. Um, Ooh, yeah, it's basically for like it's a bunch of black entrepreneurs, black creatives. Um, it's like ninety five, ninety six percent black. Um, but yeah, they it's like a co working space, but they have like a bar and a restaurant and all that. They host events like almost every other night. Uh, membership is kind of pricey, mm-hmm. but um, I just I just uh I got in. I got in. I got invited. Um, Cause I know one of the guys that's in there. Mm-hmm. He invited me. He invited me a while back, but I finally accepted the invitation. I went ahead and signed up for it last month. Okay. Um, but the experience is like I realized because I, I wanted to grow my business, and I know I need to I need to bump shoulders with the right people. Yeah. And I was like, how? Like, because the guy's like my mentor. I'm like, how do I how do I do that? He's like, you need to go ahead and, and get into the gathering spot. And I got in there. I'm literally there. Tonight is the first night I haven't been there in at least nine days. Oh, shit. I literally go there after work every day. Like, I just, Fuck. I work on, I work on my craft, man. I work on my business. I work on, like, I have, like, a marketing business on the side. I work on my school work there. Mm-hmm. And, like, I have conversations. And I'm an introvert by nature. So, mm-hmm. it's like, because people see me there so regularly now, it's like, yo, what's your name? Like, what do you do or whatever? And mm-hmm. I just ordered some new business cards. So, I was like, you know what? People are starting to, like, you know, interact with me. I need to be able to, but, like, it's it's a great place for, like, people who are like trying to make moves and because it's still like it's still not it's not as well known like this this is like the the original chapter like i know they're expanding now they're trying to get one in dc and chicago and all that but this is the original chapter what's the name of it again the gathering spot the gathering spot that sounds like a dope name if you if you want like because i can bring like guests or whatever just hit me up and i can you know just definitely have to do that yeah just show you around they got like a podcast room 
Oh, tremendous. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's dope, man. It's yeah, dope. we'll definitely go hook that up. Yeah, man. Definitely. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming by. Dude, anytime you want to come by, you know how. You, yeah, I'm like 10 minutes. We can away. make it happen. Yeah, man. <laughs> this was dope. I'm, anything I'll come by to steal your whiskey because this is really fucking good whiskey. Yeah, shout out to Weed State. They don't sponsor us. Those motherfuckers should. They need to sponsor you, bro. <laughs> Like like every every time every every joint you be like hey yo shout out to what's it weed yeah weed state it's weed a, state it's a it's a it's a, it's a micro distillery yeah. um I they they also rescue dogs because I like to rescue things facts that's a joke but it is a micro distillery it's in Wichita <laughs> Kansas and they make all their stuff from locally sourced uh Kansas wheat and as a good Kansan I gotta represent yeah um, shout them out we every time bro yeah because we don't we don't have a sports team but we got we got alcohol <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's kind of better yeah they'll both disappoint you in the end <laughs> all right well appreciate it yeah. Yeah.
Now for a word from our sponsors. Let me ask you something. Are you someone who's looking into making a podcast but you have no idea where to start? Start with Anchor. Let me explain. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many other platforms. You can also make money with your podcast without having any minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.